Hey everyone, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast. We have a plus one. Hello. Hi. Oh, you were supposed to introduce me. No. I, I jumped in. My bad. <laughs> no. It's a mystery knows now. Him. No one will ever know. Hi. <laughs> hey, it's my longest term collaborator in the history of the... Every no, actually, it's not actually. <laughs> Wait. Mm, how do we math? Yeah, I'm here too. Yeah, yeah I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> ever since you went independent... <laughs> whatever that means in this context it's oh like, that's right like, the math gets confusing andrew and i started first but me and bird have been more like <laughs> contiguous because <laughs> mm -hmm. andrew's been on year-long let's play vacations a few times that anyway nice. there's a lot of history in this group and we haven't killed each other yet that's impressive uh, yeah, it is. Bird's here from Birdcatcher Games, Birdcatcher LP, bird, YouTube.com slash Birdcatcher Games, Twitch.tv slash Birdcatcher LP, which doesn't make sense. You're just going to put this in the description of the video anyway. Let's plays aren't on Twitch, Bird. Checkmate. Oh Delete your channel. <laughs> no, he's doing it like like what when streamers I'm doing it right now. Me, and they add, they add like TV to their game names. It's because it, Birdcatcher was already taken. All right. Or do you delete your channel on Twitch? It should be <laughs> Birdcatcher69 then. What What is the other? 69 wasn't funny back in 2011. Oh, you're a boomer. Uh, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> the realization sound of that sentence. <laughs> oh, you're a, a boomer. Oh my god. Disgusting. No, we, we all know I'm the oldest here. I guess so. What? Including when Brian is here, which is kind of interesting as well. So what 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 have you been up to, Bird? Why didn't you join us last week? Hmm? Uh, last week I was hanging out with the Brian J recording Balan Wonderworld. Excellent mm -hmm. little segue bringing Brian into the conversation. Yeah, he's not here um, though. Yeah, Balan no special, Wonderworld. No special guest surprise. No, I can speak on his behalf. I don't think. I don't think our opinions really <laughs> deviated from each other that much. Blonde Wonderworld <laughs> really sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's rude to judge a game by its gameplay. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. I, I, I think Bird, you gave you guys gave it such a better chance than Andrew and Keith did. But like the, you came to the conclusion so much faster than Keith and Andrew did because I, I had to be impressed watching. We like yeah, like what? two or three episodes to to get to a point where oh no, this game kind of sucks. No, what? no, maybe we didn't yeah. say it in that phrase, but like from minute one, it was like slapping no, us no, in no, the no. face like a sausage. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying what I'm saying is Keith and Andrew didn't get oh. to that conclusion very fast you guys you, uh, bird you and and brian both oh yeah it flipped like halfway through the first episode you were already no, oh yeah no brian and i we gave up on it real fast i wanted <laughs> to take you keith and andrew to join the rest of humanity in the correct opinion <laughs> i mean it was pretty inherently immediately not a good sign it's just that like at the beginning you do have like the like I don't know, like, you get, you get to play as the fun little tornado wolf, and there's an insanely hyper-produced, fairly amusing, like, a farmer cutscene, and you're like, okay, okay. But then, like, yeah, immediately you're, like, playing co-op, and the second person doesn't have their own camera, and 
like the abilities all, ha all every costume only has one ability and sometimes that means that you literally can't jump in a platformer and it's just uh, and then it all starts coming together mm -hmm. and then you get hit for the first time and you lose your entire power and you want to die because you just mm -hmm. lose the entire power and you're like wait that's just going to be the whole game and yeah sure enough throughout the entire game uh, and again, it lets you take powers from other levels entirely and take them into other and to take them into other levels. Like one hit loses the power, and then that's it. You have to get it from its source again. And it's like uh, it's actually a and nightmare. If you're player to play. two, that happens off screen because you don't have your own camera. So if you're not <laughs> keeping up with player one, you run away a little bit, and then you get hit, and you come back, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm a normie again," and that's it. That's when. When that happens, that's when you just link up with player one. Okay, just to clarify what that means. <laughs> the characters are magnetic in that yeah. game. So if, it's, if player one and player two get close enough together, they bind and player one controls all of the movement and player two goes along for the ride like a monkey on player one's shoulder and you get to use your power. And that's it. That's your entire contribution. And that's, weirdly enough, actually kind of nice. That's a helpful mechanic a lot of times, which speaks to how bad that game is. If as player one, you can be like, I don't want to play this for a little while. And that's that makes things easier. It sucks. Yeah. Blonde Wonderworld sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that game hurts my brain. I don't, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how it ever was supposed to and work out. you said, out. like, the farmer is, like, fun or whatever. I think that every NPC is framed to be terrifying. Like, there's a huge farmer in the first level, and you walk up to him, and he vanishes into thin air after staring at you. Like a <laughs> fucking gold, like, colossus. It's just like, what? Where did he go? And like every level has like these colossal people that just vanish as you approach them. And it's they're in weird poses and it's scary every time. They it's come a, back if you lot. keep walking backwards. That's what? great. That's really good to know that they're booze. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to try that next time. There is a next time too. Brian and I said we were going to beat this game. Uh, well, you, you have so little understanding of said, what you're in, in store for. I know. I guess I should have asked if we were going to play it today. Just think, instead of recording with you all, I could be playing Balan Wonderworld wow. right no, now. No, no, don't do that to yourself or to Brian. Right <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Okay, maybe. Yes, he does. It was his idea. It was his idea, yeah. <laughs> But that was fun. Brian and I met in um, a lot longer ago than we even thought that we did. We said it was 2019. It was actually 2018. It's taken us That's not a four, almost four years for us to actually record something in person. When the day that we met, we were like, yeah, let's let's uh, hang out and record something in person someday. Yeah, it's <laughs> like right next that to sounds each like other. normal adulting. No, well, no, actually, because a pandemic happened in the middle. So that, well, that kind of threw a wrench into it. <laughs> I have people that have said, hey, yeah, we should grab a, cops, a coffee sometimes. And I've never talked to them again. Yeah. That That's part's normal. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
we should record sometime. That's, yeah, four years to do it. You guys both have YouTube channels and streaming things. Actually, does Brian stream? Oh, yeah, he streams, uh, like, every Friday night, usually. Yeah. He does, um, he, he's really into wrestling. Uh, and yeah, we, we know. Like, I went to his apartment and he had, like, a bunch of, uh, like, wrestling, um, swag and stuff like that. And I thought that was really fun. Uh, and what was I trying to say? So he'll stream, like, commentating over Fire Pro Wrestling or something like that. And he does that mm -hmm. every Thursday and he has people bet on who's going to win. And, um, you know what? Not my thing, but he's he find he it's clear that he doesn't think it's real <laughs> and Nobody i'm like as long as you real. don't try to pretend it's real that makes like, betting then interesting. i can appreciate it <laughs> nobody thinks it's real only kids 12 year olds or something i know so if an adult thinks right? wrestling is real it's kind of insufferable yeah Maybe it's just like the r slash no sleep minds mindset where they just that you just need to not break the illusion. Like everyone knows it's hey, it's not real, yeah. but you have to just we have to all agree that it's real though. <laughs> it's real yeah. though. Yeah. I don't uh, like. Uh, so like economy. I, I, like the economy. Hey, boom, boom, That's boom, our boom, next boom. conversation. I linked a picture no, of Elden a Bitcoin Ring. graph. Oh yeah. <laughs> we Elden literally pre-agreed on what topic you wanted to bring up because I wanted to make sure our you had the chance. And then Elden you Ring. opened with a different topic immediately. <laughs> opened with two different topics. <laughs> we're very good. We're very good at this. We're we're sweaty. We're sweaty. Actually, no. So I mean, before, I can tell, I can have a whatever Bert feels like talking about episode. We could do this. <laughs> I made a list of like fake topics uh, before the channel before this recording. And one one topic idea I said was the recording setup for Balan Wonderworld, but not the game itself. So we got it half right there. Um, but mm. God, Balan Wonderworld just really, really, really sucks. Here's another thing that um, is awful about it that we didn't anticipate. There are level specific power ups that you need to navigate each of the worlds after low that starts in level two. So starting in level two, there's like these water blocks that you need a special power up to traverse. And they're solid if you don't have that power up. Only player one can use them. Player two has to <laughs> either go along for the ride or die. Oof. I don't um, remember that from it's not good. Let's play. Are you sure? I'm yeah. pretty fucking sure, Colonel. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. not so like, uh, <laughs> don't you dare uh, fucking you question me. You don't forget a second of Balan Wonderworld. That no, sears saying, into your mind. I'm just saying you could be mis mistaken that it's no. not accessible to the second don't player. Don't gaslight me on Balan Wonderworld, Colonel. <laughs> Look, this, very I mean, this is the game that's I... this game is is the one that's so bad that like when you get into the bowling mini game, if you're playing as a oh, fire God. character when it starts, your fire is still floating there the whole time while you're bowling because the effect doesn't despawn. And then when it keeps spawning in and out, the two separate players uh, like modes of bowling. One, the stage has like little defects that can affect your bowling uh, that affect the hitbox and so on. But also like when the pins spawn, they can just fall over. Yeah, like it was the nothing about thing. this game works well, and I, 
I've literally unsubscribed from a video essay channel before because they were so smug in defending this game and like as it, like it was that's incomprehensible. Fair. Anyone could not like this game. And I'm like, no, that's a deal breaker. That's just yep. this, <laughs> you can't be insufferably <laughs> smug for 40 minutes of like scripted video about this game that is so indefensibly clearly unfinished and just badly made. Uh, mm -hmm. Another um, yeah. another interest. Uh, thing that's really funny that happened in our session is that like three hours after I left, uh, Brian messages me on Discord saying like, hey, I think I'm sick. And so he took a COVID rapid test. He's fine. He didn't actually get COVID. But we started joking and we we can't we just said like, you just played Balan Wonderworld. You got the Balan flu, man. Yeah, it's Aww. a game that literally makes you sick. <laughs> The equivalent of like the Pax Andrew, Pox. you were the you were the tales of your playthrough. What are your thoughts <laughs> about that shit? <laughs> um, I just had a lot of fun doing really obvious like oversight uh, tricks, like being able to. We mm. got like the hedgehog power, and it lets you jump like four fucking times because it's like uh, so you the, what it, the uh, power does is it gives you a double jump, but mm -hmm. each person, so both player one and player two can use their powers at different times from each other so player one can like jump jump and then player two can jump jump and you can get four jumps mm, did you not yeah. play player two did you not like attach no. another controller with a human and like try it out see what would happen like so much of player two is like oh i guess i can just get away with that no one's going to tell me no, I guess. It's, it's like, it's okay. very goofy that you can it's... co op to just, yeah, just, just, just break the game in a way that clearly is not doable <laughs> in the main game to the point where I couldn't. I, I frequently wondered how you play the game single player because you are so massively powerful in co op if you can get it to work at all, because obviously it's a huge struggle. Uh, and when me and Andrew were playing it online, so. <laughs> He Andrew had latency the entire time too as player too because I was streaming the game to him so that was its own I thing I had no but idea the multiplayer was online multiplayer I thought it was only local no it's not online multiplayer we were playing it that kind of online I was oh, streaming the, uh, we were playing for you. we were playing Steam co-op <laughs> nice and, uh, yeah not so great the same way we played we didn't learn our lesson from IPOP being literally unplayable when we played it that way online <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a very angry playthrough. Mm, but, uh, that was no, hard. That was a rough one. It's it's just so much. It's just so fucking much. I don't understand how that game happens that way. How that how the game exists in the form it does. It's very well, clear I... that their the co op mode was just tacked onto the single player game. It's yeah, so with, like, with like no it's consideration my... about how that would affect yeah. anything. My, one of my favorite comments so far on the one episode we've uploaded to this point, because uh, Brian is really slow at editing. But anyway, <laughs> um, one of my favorite comments him. so far has been like, this is this this co-op mode is sort of like mom just told you you needed to add co-op mode rather than it was designed that way. <laughs> mom oh, says man. you have to add co-op mode for your brother. Mm hmm. Hi, Mom. Shut up. Yeah. Well, did you <laughs> guys the, see? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say the cutscenes, um, they try to have both players in the cutscenes. But what ends up happening is it's like one player 
is clearly in frame and they're like set up and they're staged really nicely to be the center of whatever's going on. And then player two is just literally behind them offset by like two in-game feet. And they just do mm -hmm. the exact same animations at the exact same time, like a weird ghost. Yeah, I don't I didn't understand that even on a sing from a single player perspective, let alone a two players really weird. Yeah. What are we uh, gonna ask Colonel? Did you guys see news about um that there's there's more dirt that came out about uh Balan of Wonderworld recently? I didn't see any news uh, about it. Yuji Naka, who I believe is the director of the game, uh, uh -huh. last April said that uh, I'm reading for, from Wikipedia, but there's a an IGN article about it. Uh, Naka later said that he was removed as director six months before the game's release after complaining over the state of the game and that Arzest. Arzest, I assume, is the developer, yeah. Um, and that Ar Arzest had submitted the game with unaddressed bugs. He said the decision to remove him was made by the producer and other senior product staff. Naka felt Balan mm -hmm. Wonderworld was released in an unfinished state. Felt that. <laughs> Does he have eyeballs? Because you need that and nothing else to come to that conclusion. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think Andrew, you summed I, it up pretty well, which is just obviously he's going to say that to defend his reputation, right? No, but it is yeah, Square yeah. Enix publisher, so I believe him. But he was directing the entire time. Even if this game mm -hmm. wasn't ready to be finished, where is even one finished part? Like, well, how far? It, like, is Square Enix literally taking a game in alpha and putting it out? Because if that's the case, like, how did you work on a game? For sev for a couple of years now, and all you've got is a lot of costumes and no idea what to do with them. You're just like, I have a train costume. You can drive on the train tracks. But you can see one I mean, level. You could definitely like, waffle why? in pre-development for that long um, yeah. if you don't have good direction, which I assume I think even probably did not. Even with good direction, like making a lot of assets and then cutting them last second is is something that a lot of games do. That's why you find so much cut content in in video games, especially older ones that we have access to. The cut content. But it's not even just cut. It's not even just that there's a lot of assets. It's there's a lot of a lot of like pies in these hands. Yeah. Like there's just too many pies, and like I I don't need a bowling mini game. I don't need to double jump in one power, spin in another mm -hmm. power, and then do a double mm -hmm. jump spin in another power. Just fucking pick a power. Like, and then the story fine. is what in you, books. In, like, Mario did this <laughs> without any flaws in Super Mario Galaxy. I don't know how hard this was. All you do is you get a mushroom, and it changes your body. And then when it you're done be, with it... It can be so tempting to have a really shitty core gameplay... And just think, if I make enough assets to put on top of it, it'll cover up how bad the core is. And that doesn't you know work, why this, and that's the obviously what happened with Balan Wonderworld. What are you going to say, Colonel? You know why the gameplay is shitty, though? It's because they only have one button. They literally only use yeah. one button, including for the select in the menus. Yes. Terrible idea. <laughs> that's something that Mario, Mario so, the first, first game, didn't do. I mean, Well, Sonic that's what I'm did, saying, so. is that 
is that you Mario doesn't need to have 17 powers because you can make one power do three things or four yeah. things mm-hmm. if you want to be like very advantageous. But like you have a controller with multiple buttons. You could literally have one of those buttons be a forced connection. Like, can I force magnetize yes. to my God, partner? That. that would be amazing. Instead of Just having to like to them. Yeah, instead of having to be a fucking stalker and like run up to them from the like behind the camera, like barrel at them just so you can like snap together, like you're some and kind you of move, like, you both move at the same speed. So yes, it's so someone can run to from you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and again, these like I, I don't know. It's just that's a lot of just <laughs> excuse me, a lot of things overlooked. Salon <laughs> um, flu. It's salon flu. Salon flu. I'm telling you, man. It's <laughs> writing but it is it's a lot and so fuck even if uh it's killing me from the inside (laughs) even if uh so even if this game was released in an unplayable state i don't think he had a directorial skill to take this game and like rein it in this is a guy who's like supposedly directed a lot of sonic games and Sonic still like his repertoire of Sonic games are like pretty rough too. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, they tend to be games with a little too many mechanics in them. Uh, well, it's only half the first game that is bad. It's the half in the, what? in the special level. What are you talking right? about? What the hell remember are you talking spe- about? Remember the special levels of the first game? The talking about sonic one i think you're talking about blonde wonder world still yeah yeah are you saying are you claiming that blonde wonder world gets good no no it gets worse it's a bit of a slow it's a slow burn i thought the last level was kind of interesting blonde wonder world is the breaking bad of video games i what i'm saying is that sonic one anyway uh for being one of the most influential platform games of all time and most recognizable platform games of all time 50 percent of it is rubbish the yeah the mini game the mini first level is good oh no no well what i'm saying is that the game is is like deceivingly divided in two there's the normal sonic levels and then there's the 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 chaos emerald levels Mm -hmm. and those suck those are terrible Especially in the first game, but in the second game, like throughout the, whole, the entire series, those are boring and bad. I, I mean, I beat first the game's and... Chaos Emerald things were terrible. I I like the Sphere one. I thought that was really challenging. Oh no, no, the they are all challenging. But I'm just saying that they, in why do you include that? Make a new game if you want to make that thing. Make a new game. Just here's don't a hot take. In my Sonic, Super Sonic, that power. No, you can get the fucking power just awful from... because oh, you, you like move it. so fucking fast. Oh, I love it. It is impossible was... to control supersonic. Oh, I uh, I had the best time. <laughs> I, was, I mean, we also. I'm glad we're all in agreement. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the other one of the other most important factors here is that this is like Yuji's first time directing. Yes, he's never directed oh, might, yeah. before. Um, what has he he's done been then? a producer. He's produced a lot of Sonic games, like all the Sonic's game on, on pretty much every Sonic game, except for like the first three. Like, so all of the 2D Sonics, he was a developer for, but mm-hmm. he produced the rest of them, like Sonic Adventure one and two or Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, yeah. 
it, you can there's it, there's an he's, exception but he's never had a he's never had to direct a game before and directing he a has, game actually. is something that you can absolutely be bad at like he it has, is he, you know like he, what do you yeah. work on he directed choo choo rocket exclamation mark released in 1999 okay choo choo rocket's really good oh. but that's a puzzle but game it right is, it is like a it's like a puzzle game for the game boy so Oh, there you the, go. the upside ceiling on like a fucking game like Choo Choo Rocket is quite low. <laughs> <laughs> it's also but it is fun. Though. Good. Yeah. So. I OK, so it's his, so I guess it's technically his first like. Direct oh, it's like there was a story like a, as yeah. a platformer. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't a story this time but, either, so. <laughs> it was. They just took it out. No, they're just telling it uh... in the Dark Souls style. Oh we yeah, it's, it's the new it's the new era where you just make it not make sense on purpose, but it's deep for some reason. It's deep. Bottom Water World just wasn't powerful and famous enough to have its own Vati Vidya to, to convince everyone that it was yeah. good all along. Well, they did. That was have the their only own reason Vati it failed. You just unsubscribe from them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did I unsubscribe? The SAS. From? from the oh, from right. the Bottom Water World Vati Vidya. Oh no. <laughs> The one person was no, too into it. That was that's I think that's more into though. No, that channel hurt. I can't. Mm. <laughs> uh. a, yeah. What about the I'm recording? Is that fun game? Goes. Go out and yeah. buy it right now. It's definitely no. worth your money. Um, it's six dollars. I, I hope, I hope so the Balan company does well. It's uh, it there. Hopefully, there's no long-term effects of naming your company after the first game you made that was a failure. Uh, I'm sure everything will work out for them. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah, that it's is... it's pretty clear that what happened with this is that Yuji Naka and Co. worked on this game for a couple of years. It was going completely to shit. SquareSoft. Square Enix says, you're done. They and they just pushed it out the door. <laughs> like, I don't that's trust literally, you know, that's how is it anything other than that? The game was in development they do for that three to other years. Things. They do that. They do that to other things. They did that to Deus Ex. And that's the only example that I can think of at the moment. They, they, Square Enix had anything to do with Deus Ex? Yeah, they, they published Deus Ex Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm looking looking yeah. Square Enix is definitely the new Deus Ex games. Absolutely. Yeah. And they shuttered the studio. What do you know? There. Yeah, I just I thought it was. Um, a lot of... Okay. Yeah, it's made by Eidos Montreal, so I assumed that um, it was a founded by Eidos and it's part of Square Enix Europe. Okay. What do you know? For whatever yeah, reason, I assumed that it was published by Canada. Square Enix oh, by, uh, Canada. By, uh, mm -hmm. by Canada. I yeah, mean, they, Montreal's they in Canada. Idiot. It's developed in Canada, yeah. Yeah. What do publishers yeah, even do? Break things? Mass layoffs after the after that, basically. The Did you know that um, Human Revolution was Eidos Montreal's first game? Yes. Yeah. That's oh, okay. Yeah, that's so impressive. There's a certain last. very popular video that explained <laughs> this in painstaking detail that certain people have watched maybe several times. Oh, yeah. 
It was the, this is the oh, most recent H Bomber Day video. <laughs> uh, is this topic? Oh, okay. And an H Bomber guy is a lot more uh, complimentary of the game than I than I personally am. I I just could not. I could not with the, with them having the punks be like, "Oh no, you're just polluting your body and taking drugs," <laughs> and that's not done for for a gag. That's not a thing that they. Oh look, the punks are non punks. No, it's just I don't not having. I played that oh, game so very long ago. I don't even remember how I feel about it. It's a, oh yeah, well that's the effect of their storytelling. <laughs> they they spend the whole first half of the game building up themes that basically the main story isn't about it, isn't about the themes that the game builds. Yeah. Zero out of ten. Game not studio. Oh no, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I honestly, I I rank it above. A lot of other games that have a much better story. It's like it plays okay in a comfy way where you go through the whole game kind of feeling good about yourself, but when you look back, there's not really like a through line mechanically that makes much sense. And like the exploration's kind of a mess and kind of incentivizes you just to be able to do everything, and so you kind of just do everything. And so instead of like having like oh this is the unique way i got through the level it's like now nah, i have every ability to open every possible thing so i got through every possible i literally like it's not like you have a route through the level it's that you like you you end up just permeating every element of the entire environment and opening every single door pointlessly in circles in a giant knot because you're like i can fully explore everything why am i doing and you this get experience yeah whereas ideally you should be way more limited and so you genuinely can't take those other paths and you have to find like things and solutions that work for you, either the ones that are kind of laid out for you or the more creative ones you can do alternatively. And uh, this is a problem that was also do. in the original Deus Ex. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe this is a controversial, maybe everyone's going to disagree with my thought on this, but one thing you do to fix that is just like have a set of things that you don't, you, if you only get experience for doing one of them. So if it's like you open up the front door, you get experience, but you don't get experience for going through the ventilation shaft. So you don't you can't like double dip on like an intended route through the game, if that makes sense. But the problem with Deus Ex is that and, and the newer games are have the same problem. It's not a problem. It's just a, you know, the problem if you're approaching it from where you're coming from is that the game is designed not as alternative paths, but th there's multiple routes through the level that you're going to spend a few hours going through all of them anyway. You're going to knock everybody out. What I'm saying is you out. need to disincentivize that. But that's fun, though. Finding all the different things. I mean, like, okay, now I got to the place that is my objective. I'm going to track back and see what the other path leads to. At least no, that's how I play If you it. disincentivize it, then you get replay value. And it's that's like, true. oh, I have to go back through the game, but this time I take different paths. That's true. But it's a game that you can save. And if, if, well, how would you disincentivize that? You'd have to force the player into like points of no return and stuff like that, which is. Yeah, here's what you do. Too. If you open yeah. up the front door, the it sets off like a weird Rube Goldberg machine that then locks the ventilation shaft. Mm -hmm. Or maybe just you open up the or front just door and it blocks. It doesn't have it to just blocks over it. <laughs> it doesn't like, have there's to be the a ventilation Rube... shaft behind the door now. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have or to be a Rube machine, too. It's just a script. You go, you go through the ventilation shaft through the and you bump into the door that you opened previously. 
and you have to close the door. And when you do that, it takes away the experience points. You just get minus 100. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> the thing with the, the original Deus Ex, though, is that most of the... and like it, That's not all the time from my memory, but it does happen a lot of the times, is that most of the multiple paths actually lead to one enemy or one single room yeah. that you want to get in or, or kill. So it's not as much about disincentivize like the, what you're saying absolutely applies uh in that mm -hmm. case like imagine you need to knock this person out and and so yeah if you knock them out from the vents you gain no experience or low less experience but if you knock them out from the front and you gain more and stuff like that uh that would work but the thing with the newer deus exes is that it's just everywhere all the exploration tends to be uh like branching in that in, the, in yeah. that aspect but the thing is like every branch has its own reward like they have their their own loot or they have their own like little mm. hacky mini game oh yeah or, i don't remember that i just remember it more from the original deus ex mm -hmm. or it would be like you would go through an entire level you would knock everyone unconscious just and then after everyone is unconscious you then go back through the entire level like crawling through all the ventilation shafts to get more experience you're not even fighting anything. Yeah. yeah. You're not even sneaking away from anybody. You're just yeah. mopping up EXP. <laughs> but that, I think, like, Deus Ex is, is grounded or is rooted in one of the most fundamental premises of, of role-playing game design of the uh -huh. of last century, which is you need to have experience and skill points. And uh -huh. I don't think that's necessary. You can make a role-playing game without experience and, and leveling up. Yep. As long as as long as you have well, if you want to ground your game as well in like a character system, as long as you have like character customization and allow you allow as long as you allow the player to start the game with, okay, I want to be stealthy, I want to be good at knives, or I want to be stealthy, but I, I like I, I like hacking and stuff like that. And then you can really go all out in terms of uh, having multiple playthroughs and stuff. But that's those that actually makes the game more complicated. Yeah. My turn. Jesus. <laughs> Blonde Blonde Blue. Blue is spreading all over. Oh my God. <laughs> There's a reason they don't do that in, in role-playing games because they're already really difficult to make. If you're adding the branching to the beginning, uh, it just makes it very difficult. But the thing with, with uh, Deus Ex is that it was a challenge to convince people that Deus Ex was a role-playing game uh, back then. And it was designed with that challenge in mind. And it's something that the newer Deus Exes don't care about as much uh, because Oblivion and, and because Fallout 3, really. Um, back then, like role-playing games were, were things like Ultima and, and Fallout. And, yeah. I mean, Fallout 1 and 2 and Baldur's Gate and stuff like that. So to come into the scene with, with a first-person shooter a stealth action first-person shooter because this this company had already released i think thief one and two at the time so they were really good at the stealth thing um I and, uh, Storm? yeah well, unless i'm mistaken on the combat because i mix them up every once in a while but, i think ion storm made uh deus ex they made die katana oh it's war inspector one is war inspector left iron storm uh iron storm i think that's or true war mind? inspector was the um <clears throat> looking glass he was the director of it and he worked on like system shock and thief mm -hmm. uh yeah. and stuff like that yeah so it's not the studios it's the the director uh yeah. but still like the the paradigm shifting away from sort of more a tactical approach to combat 
and into a more action oriented that was that was a challenge and even like it's a challenge that Warren Spector always wanted even with the uh, mm -hmm. you mentioned BioShock BioShock was marketed at the time as as the smart men's doom because Doom was just, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. And then in comes Bioshock. Oh, not Bioshock, sorry. I can uh, see that for sure. System Shock, I mean. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I, I don't remember this marketing. I just read about it after the fact. Because A, I'm from Portugal and we didn't get games marketing. Uh, and B, also, I was too young at the time to know any of this. But it's kind of weird to think like how much the market not being, you know, as, as comfortable with role-playing games in first person actually affect the design of such an influential game as well. I mean, the thing is, it's not that role-playing games weren't in first person, but the ones that were, were things like Ultima Underworld and, uh, and uh, Might and Matt. No, Daikatana. Actually, I don't know da Daikatana. Oh, that's a fun story. <laughs> but they were very heavy on magic and stuff like that. So, you yeah, know, it's, diff it's different. Oh, it's um, John Romero. You're looking for Daikatana right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, the 90s. Actually, yeah, Daikatana was a first-person RPG game that was made um, by John Romero after he left Doom to go form his own studio. And uh, the game wasn't very good, and the marketing was extremely cringeworthy because... John Romero was like really, really full of himself at the time. He probably still is. Hell if I know. Um, but he just had like a magazine advert that just said, John Romero's about to make you his bitch. Die oh, Katana. Like it. that was it. That was his advertising. <laughs> I've seen this. This is actually the first time I heard of John Romero. I had played Doom before, but I just didn't know about him. And I yeah. saw him on like a, on, on YouTube or something. I was like, who the hell is this guy? I remember because like he drove, he drove like a, he, he were, uh, was wearing a suit and smoking a cigar or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Uh, that sounds like him. Did you ever play a uh, Secret the of level Mana? Of self hype Anybody? Is just so much. No. Uh. I I played Sword of Mana. That's not related. Is it Sword of Mana? Maybe. Is Sword of Mana a game? Sword of Mana. Yeah, it's only sort of by advanced. Sorry, anything to do. <laughs> it's a little matter as a treat. Oh, okay. No, 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 sword as in like a, it's a sword. It's a like a with a blade and yeah, I know what a sword <laughs> girl, is. And the girl turns into a tree. You know how it goes. It's always like that in Japanese video games. <laughs> One hundred percent of Japanese video games have girls that turn into trees. I mean, obviously. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't this? know. Ring has a few, <laughs> I'll never know. Has a few of those. I'm a little scared. <laughs> I just, yes, I just spoiled Sword of Mana, by the way. You should play it. It's fun. Oh, no. I'm gonna, how, how will I enjoy it knowing a woman becomes tree? The one woman. You spoiled the woman tree. You failed Actually, the, I... the, the, the Birchdale test. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Fuck you that. all. That was great. That, <laughs> that was that good. was pained. No, it was. I th I thought it was good. You struggled to get that one out. Are you okay? <laughs> you have to. You have to. You need to do it like that. Otherwise, you just 
goes above our heads. We're too simple yeah. for the sophisticated. <laughs> you have to say it's it as brained You have to choke on it, otherwise no one realizes it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, actually, Keith, you played recently one of your uh, childhood games on your channel that uh, I think was basically the all the where all the ideas for sort of mana came from. Uh, do you remember this top-down RPG game with turn-based combat that you played recently? What was it called? Um, or was it not a childhood game? Was it a recent game? <laughs> you know the one? Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? A little boy lives in a village. In comes some person and says, ah, ha, ha, kills everybody in the village. Oh, Golden boy Sun. That's the one. When you said top-down turn-based, I was expect. I thought it was. I thought it was a tactical RPG. I thought the combat I was like. Too. Yeah, I thought the combat was the top-down turn-based. You never play those. Still haven't played Baldur's Gate. You need to play Baldur's Gate. But that's, no, I mean, yeah, that's Golden a, Sun. That's a CRPG. That's old. Yeah. God. Uh, Golden Sun is a uh, is a newer game, but I like I, watching the Let's Play. I was like, wait, that sounds a lot like Sword of Mana. And then, and Sword of Mana itself is basically a ripoff of something else. I don't remember exactly. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Not really I'm a ripoff, sure so much as a sequel to. <laughs> it's not a sequel. It's just the same story beats, you know? It's just like a little boy in a village. In comes a cataclysmic magic event that kills it everybody. It is a remake of the first game, according to Wikipedia. I think oh, a remake of something being described as a ripoff is extraordinarily disingenuous. It is. That's true. I was referring to Sword of Man, though. <laughs> the, it being. Yeah. But maybe, like, I'm not a JRPG expert. Maybe I'm being unfair. No, I'm not. I'm not being unfair. It's JRPGs. I, I'm being always fair <laughs> if I'm criticizing them. I'm always being fair? Yeah. Have you seen how... how have you seen... The effect it has in like so many games coming from from Japan, the effect like even things like storytelling in in um, um, Elden Ring, for example, is just like that PlayStation One game that you're playing right now, Keith. It's basically the same dialogue system. Click on a character until they repeat their their dialogue lines, and that stays with the game of the year 2022. Still the same thing. 25 years later. Yep, you sure do click on a guy and then they talk. And then you I've think never, they're repeating themselves and they're not. never done that in and... anything other than a JRPG. Yeah, the unique in... JRPG mechanic. It is, though. You don't get that in, in Western games. Right? Are you talking what? about when you click Didn't on somebody and they just go blap, blap, blap? Legacy on that? Yeah. But the dialogue systems in Western games are always more involved than that. Things like, bro, what are you talking about? You did the same thing in like Mario. Where's Mario from? Or not Mario? Uh, <laughs> and don't say Sorry. Italy. Uh, wow, oh, Banjo Kazooie. But they realize we're gonna have Banjo a murder on just this stream. Say and talk to people. That's true, Banjo Kazooie. I think, but I, uh, like, I always maybe I'm wrong, but I always associate that. To just uh, that's, the pervasive that's British. That is the land of of whatever people over there eat fish, chips. I don't know fish what and else? chips. 
But it was a game. I don't think you do it together. That's Nintendo. a little too much. Like they have to have some kind of cholesterol uh, cholesterol limit. What are you trying to kill these people? Yes. It was designed for an I'm audience. trying to take down the United Kingdom from the inside with one dish at a time. I think they start out I with the fish and chips. Trying to do that to themselves. The one yeah. needs to go. Fish and chips are terrible. Um, I no, I think I think talking, pressing A to communicate with a player or pl- uh, communicate with an enemy or what, whatever, communicate with somebody is pretty mm-hmm. general. A is a an input button. No, no, no. It's usually something you would use to to like acknowledge a person. You're saying like Japan invented I don't mean, that concept. No, 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 I'm not. I don't mean the, you know, the starting the dialogue thing. I mean the sort of dialogue pop up that you know the the sto- the sort of stuff that the, the Elden Ring does. You talk to a character and they say lines at you. There's no dialogue. There's just them saying lines at you, uh, and then they stop for whatever reason. And then you yeah, click like on them Sonic again the and they say other lines at Sonic you. Adventure. Yeah, I that's, sort of that's see where you're going. Common. Yeah, you it's don't very... get like. A, I mean, it's a dialogue, I... like a monologue at you. Well, that are you saying that is that unique to specifically where, like, what kind of games? That's I think it, no, I'm saying that it's the it's common in games coming from Japan, and I think specifically in older games because they were limited to the technology so, at the time and the cartridges and whatnot. I do think and, there is like a little bit of a bias limit here because like obviously a huge majority of video games came from japan like most of the common video games that we would associate with having an a button come from japan like, <laughs> <that> was, uh, <laughs> i just i don't know how to break I, like, down all of gaming into such a term and be like okay i can remember every game and how every npc was ever interacted with and i can say without a doubt <laughs> i what I'm saying What I'm saying is, can you imagine if The Last of Us had the Elden Ring dialogue system? Uh, but isn't El- but isn't a uh, Last of Us like like a cut like a movie? Like when you interact with people, it it's usually like in a cutscene environment where people are like, I'm so we, it's obvious who's talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It but outside of cutscenes they talk as well. And it feels like a a movie Do they? even outside of the cutscene. I, th- I thought they just like do dumb little quips at you, or you, you know, like a GTA where you walk by oh, and you say I'm wrong. like, uh, hello, Frank. And you're like, uh, hello, you're I guess, right, hello, though. hi. You're right. There, there's, there's a lot of yeah. cutscene dialogue. I don't, because I don't think it has like the pop up. Like, I don't think a text box pops up and it's like, hey, <laughs> hey, Joel, what you doing with a child? I thought you were w- a maidenless. Like, I don't, I don't think it does that. It just, it, like all of its yeah all of its dialogue plays through cutscenes and then like any other time that you hear other people talking I to think you you're right. generally yeah. it's like cutscene it's like an in-game cutscene so you like walk into a room and someone's like hey it's you i'm gonna tell you about a thing you're like oh, okay thanks but that's and you just that's like how, keep walking that's how rpgs do it as well like um mass effect and uh, all right that was how a, about this yeah in the most quintessential American RPG that's ever been made, The Sims, oh, you make your character go up and talk to another NPC by clicking on them, and then they talk at you for a little while, and then they leave. How about that? Oh, <laughs> I mean, they technically I talk press to... the Sims button on Colonel. <laughs> Click they do technically back. talk to your Sims and not you, and you are not oh, your Sims. Shit. You are merely 
a caretaker of your sim, but you are not the sim. Uh, but you weren't able to. But you weren't able to truly. Jesus, that's a good sorry, impression. I'm not. Well. Doing, I'm not doing the same exact lines. I'm not that good, but it's close. No, enough. but you got the inflection right. Pretty <laughs> yeah. close. The way I remember it. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, Andrew, you're saying you couldn't emotionally invest yourself into your sim? Like you were doing scat, man. I don't know why why, why your simish sounded like that to me. <laughs> actually. I'm just like imagining a, like some sim wearing a, like a suit and a little bowler hat. It's like, that's pretty good. Like, what are you doing? What is this thing? Is it all right? You have to like bonk it a few times to restart it. Yeah, um, no, I I couldn't like I couldn't become my sim. That was weird. It uh it I I I preferred to be in the I preferred to be in the role of God. Like that's where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be just sitting there being like, look at you, pathetic little thing. I'll do this for you. And you're like, uh, you can't remember to go to the bathroom, childish little meat sack. I will remind you. <laughs> like it's <laughs> you childish it's, it's, meat sack. It's it's just like sitting there, like eating That's macaroni so and cheese for the fifth time in a row, and you're like, all right, well, you oh, do no, have he's to got like take depression. a shower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, done. depression depression can be cured by someone forcing you to not be depressed anymore. At least that's or what just like choosing. You yeah, just you just, you just you, unlike in real life, you can just mod uh, depression out of Sims. <laughs> yeah, just click delete on the on the modifier. Actually, I I I didn't, and I still don't. But I, even at the time, because I was learning how to play games when I was playing The Sims, was one of my first uh, really passionate passions in in gaming. Um, I never really. Thought of myself as the character. I never tried to mimic me into the the Don't character think in the game. Anybody Part, would, but but that's something that people do in role playing games, though. Uh, and I don't do that yeah. in role playing games. I always think of, like I role play not... the character. Oh, The Sims is a role playing game. What do you mean? It's one of the best. <laughs> just just right. doesn't have a very good story. That's all. Here comes the war. Don't save the universe a little. I, th I thought the Sims I don't was know. always... My, that's what my sister always did. She would just make herself and then her friends or whatever and put them all in a house and then, like, attack each other. And that was pretty much, like, the way that she <laughs> So I'm assuming people can just, like, become a Sim. They're just like, that's me. Look it. I oh, have I'm sure that, yeah, yeah. too. And then, like, you send them out there and make them make friends and you're like, haha, that could never be me. And then Aww. you just enjoy life or whatever as a sim like me. through their I, I don't like i don't know people like when you make a sim it's kind of comical because i'm like there's no way you could ever even be like one percent of this creature you're about to make <laughs> yeah just the thing is just so uh ungodly motivated like you just tell it to do anything it's like and it just runs doing the thing where like a normal person would sit there for five six 20 years and contemplate whether or not they want to even get up and like exercise but the sim is already like <laughs> hey. become the heavyweight champion by the time some a normal person decides to do something i resent that i also take a lot of ritalin but i still <laughs> resent that 
How much time did it take you to pick up weights? I don't have any weights in my house. Still not doing what Sims are doing day one. <laughs> That's they, a fucking good never point. Got <laughs> <laughs> I never got weights me exercising and I didn't. <laughs> it's a terrible idea to do the weight machine. It's much better to do it with a pull because you just it it fills That's up your true. fun. And uh, it's it. I mean, it takes a little longer, but in like instead of you know feeding the the fishbowl and and observing the fishbowl, you can just go to the pool a little bit, and that's fine. It's much better, unless you're not very outgoing, in which case, sucks. You need to you need to make a sim that is outgoing. That's like, it's uh, it's neat and outgoing. Those are two things that I always go for. I wonder if anyone's ever cried at their sim dying. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, Children yeah. played the Sims. Someone had yeah. to, like, like somebody learned been... death that way. I was a yeah. <laughs> Mommy, yeah. what happened to my sim? Oh, it's time for that talk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, in the Sims, there's a Grim Ripper, so the talk needs to be modified. Unless it isn't. And technically, he is very lazy. You can win against you him beg. if you, you yeah. can convince him to not kill you. Uh, because he doesn't really want to do his job anyways. But mm -hmm. it takes a lot of effort. And a really expensive TV. In The Sims 2, there is an item that you... Sims 2 is really broken if you have more than a couple of expansions. But there's an item that you can get that uh, basically denies you. Or it doesn't deny you. But if you beg to not, not die, you don't die. Always. But apart from that, you need to be lucky in all the, all the games. I don't know how it is in the latest Sims 2 because, or in the latest Sims, because Electronic Arts is terrible. Wow. That's Am I a wrong? Hot take. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is. It is we're going to break new ground way. today. <laughs> say that while the CEO is sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a confusing I you joke. I thought you were Ubisoft. Who is? me? Oh, absolutely oh, not. Isn't Andrew Wilson oh, the CEO oh, of yeah. EA? CEO, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Enjoy that. Oh, wait, it weird. Keith. Wait, it would talk to you. It's the joke. It's the entire joke you made. <laughs> <laughs> so an hour in, maybe yes. was. Did you want to introduce the topic you wanted to start the podcast with, Bird? No, nah, not really. <laughs> I want to. Do you want to talk about right, the graph? Girl, you, you Go for the it. The mysterious graph. Oh, the graph. Which is, which no, is that's, st yeah, that's still not the topic. He said no to that one. So I'm like, all right, you want to talk about the fucking graph now, bud? <laughs> I'll no, play on your I level. Don't bore people with math. I'll go into chaos mode. It's not math if it represents something you can make fun of. The price of graphics cards? Why does it sound like you can't make fun of math? But you can definitely make fun of math. Of course you can. Math doesn't even divide by zero. You need to add like all bitch. sorts of. <laughs> no, right? What's stingy with that? All right. So the topic was um, the upside down statue in Elden Ring. It's called inverted statue. Get it right, bird. Yeah, this isn't Stranger you, Things. You, Calm down now. You called it the upside down statue. It was, and I wrote it was, down in my notes, upside down statue. You set me up. It was you based. Set I up. set you up. How could you do I this? I set you up. It was based. 
No, but also based, but it was bait. Based on a lie. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, well, basically, in the latest episode of uh, the Andrew's Let's Play of Elden Ring, he gets to the Carrion Study Hall or something to that extent. I don't remember exactly the title of the tower. But you have an item in the game called Inverted Statue or Carrion Inverted Statue or something to that extent. And it's literally just a normal statue. But they, they put the item upside down. And so they call it inverted statue. Literally any item could be an inverted item but as, as long as you in, put it upside down. But they don't. They don't do that. Only that one. It's just a normal statue. Why did they call it inverted statue? And this I, was I your opinion on it? This was my opinion on it. <laughs> you didn't I told tell you. me what you were going to talk about. You mentioned you want to talk about the statue. I didn't know you were going to talk about this aspect of the statue. <laughs> Fuck. I just did. the I fact that they this. call it inverted when you could just... Flip it over because you're holding it. Yeah, flip it over. It's a normal statue. How do you know when a statue is an upside down statue versus just being a regular statue when it's in your inventory? Exactly. I'm glad we get to, I get to the bottom of this once and for all to save the gaming community. This statue is given to you by an NPC as well, and they to they tell you it's an inverted statue. So it feels like the worst scam. Let me see. The worst. But it's scam? like somebody. It's like somebody you're getting pissed off at somebody advertising that their beer is cold when you're like, no, I determine the temperature of the beer in my house. Well, if they give me a, a beer and it isn't cold and they claim that it is cold, I'm going to say that it isn't. Right. It isn't cold. Yes. But it doesn't <laughs> but preclude do you get mad the beer about from it? ever being cold. Right. You just say it's beer cold or otherwise and the statue is the same thing just because it's inverted at that time like <laughs> i flip it over it's no longer <laughs> inverted but like they're using video game magic to communicate the fact that you need it in order to do the inverted part of the game there's a much better video game magic that they could use it's called a journal or or quite or like or compass <laughs> markers what, you that. get the Calum statue or something, and then you're supposed yeah. to... It just says something like, this might be something you can put upside down, but they don't call it the inverted statue. Is that what you would prefer? I, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I would prefer them just, she, just to be like, go to the Karen study hall, and there's like a little thing next to the bonfire. Put this there. I mean, my struggle with and that I'm game like, oh. is that sometimes they do basically kind of say that, but I'm like, what? It's the it's the yes. key to the Wumpus, and then you're like, where the fuck is this map's fucking huge, and I have five hundred like <laughs> sites of grace now. I have no idea what they're talking about. I feel like every Even time the game the talked about any location, I had no idea where they meant, and I just had to exactly hope to find it, and that was such a struggle. And that was an example Remember of that. I'm like, where the fuck's the Carrion Study Hall? I somehow managed to go like <laughs> around it and didn't go because that that in particular, I think Lyernia of the Lakes has like yes. less directionality to it than like any other zone in the entire game. So you just kind of go in a bunch of random directions. And you're like, I don't know. I feel like I explored it maybe, but like my version of explored it had not found the insanity area. I had not found the study hall. I had not found the four lighthouses. <laughs> I had not found like several really significant things, but the map looked really filled in. And I'm like, I didn't know there <laughs> yeah. was more. How do you know when there's more? 
You didn't find that one NPC that the crab person was pointing to just saying, it's to the east. You didn't I find never did the lobster guy quest because I don't of know how. Not. I didn't know there was a lobster find. guy quest. There's, there's a guy frying, uh, I think they call something besides lobsters, but like there's a guy just having a yeah. fry, like having a regular old like fry just in the middle yeah. of the place. And, and I the, have no idea about... what they wanted from me and never progressed. And it was probably oh, actually, stage 17 of some obscure side quest that starts somewhere else or something. No, it isn't. All he does is say fuck off every time you talk to him. It isn't. The, so what happened to me on that quest is I found the other NPC for that quest. And she was like, um, oh, no, no, you also got the directions. Patch has told you, Keith. Uh, and I say you, Keith. I'm sure he says a lot of stuff and most of it's traps. Yeah. Remember, rem yeah, also that. But remember when Patch said there's this lady to the east of here? And no. you went and looked east and you didn't find her? Because, of course, you didn't. Yeah, you know, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> in yeah, yeah, any of the lakes and all places. It's like, go in that direction. Just interacting. You'll find it. Yeah, yeah. And when you do find her, she tells you, there's this man to the west of here. And then you go, I did. I went west and I didn't find the, the crab man. I didn't find because of I've course found I didn't. I see him all you the time him, yeah. and I've never found any other component of that story. Yeah, the story is actually like it's an interlocking quest. You didn't, you didn't miss much. Any, all of the quests except one, all of the quests in Elden Ring are just dialogue. That's all they are. And except yeah. the the only one that isn't is the, the um, uh, the 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 dude with the hat, where you get to invade some places. That's the only one. Well, and and the main quest as well, I suppose. But all the other side quests, if you pay attention, it's just dialogue. It's just people being like, hmm, these grapes taste really nice. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's just dialogue. Then I got that impression a lot when I, uh, near the end of the game, I was like, okay, I'm, I know there's this character that I never, never talked to, the lady of the grapes. Uh, let's go and look for her. And uh, I looked for her. And it's just dialogue. The, all of, the entire quest is just figuring out where she is, going up to her and clicking A a bunch of times until she says the same thing or disappears, actually, for her. And then she's, she's in all these inane places, so you're really meant to just get her the first time and then find her as you play the game. But if you've missed her the first time, for, you're done. You need to look it up. Um, and, 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 yeah. I, yeah. And, and then after that, I did the quest with the... Actually, I did half of the quest with a warrior queen that shows up uh, in the game. I did half the quest, and it was also just talking. And you did, I, I saw at the end of that quest on your Let's Play, Keith, and it's also just talking. <laughs> and you get, like, a good reward at the end. But it's not, it's, Elden Ring quests are just dialogue, which is fair, because that's how Di Dark Souls does. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Dark Souls 1 has a, a lot more than dialogue. The, the Solaire quest is, like, you need to save him. You need to, like, find different NPCs. Huh. Are you okay? <laughs> Do you have a I'm moment? If... Did you just have a moment about yeah, Solaire? Mo <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that they reg regressed in the quest design for Elden Ring. They might have a bit. Some of them are pretty fucked. Like, I don't know. Well, you made it too big. Of course, they regressed in some it's areas. Also, it, like some yeah. things, yeah. you have to make some sacrifices to make a scale that large, and that's normally okay unless yeah. you made a bunch of other games that people have a built expectation of quality for you for them, and then people mm -hmm. are like, "Wait a second, this isn't 
This isn't like that Dark Souls game I like you making. I don't then... sound like that. I have bad news. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I sound like that a little. No. I but, just yeah. I I <laughs> was sec I, I I'm really I'm kind of disappointed by by uh by Elden Ring, and like I feel like. I feel like Sekiro was disappointing to me in ways where it's just like, ah, oh, they just made a different game for different people and whatever. But like with specifically Elden Ring, it feels like they made a game exactly for me in a lot of ways. And it just wasn't, it's like, it's, but it's so compromised by being an open world and going so far in a lot of ways. It just doesn't seem like it was worth it. And I just think that just overall yeah. just didn't, just didn't pay off. It just wasn't a good idea. Torrent yeah. sucks. Torrent sucks. Torrent does suck. Anything I, horse I is just awful. I, I agree. And like, you're not even... I thought uh, I thought your experience, Keith, was going to be a lot more compromised by you just going off and exploring early on um, while people in the comments were telling you to explore, which is, was brilliant. Uh, but <laughs> Why I, I isn't this guy exploring that's only exploring? <laughs> I comments think are you're, weird. Getting, you're getting mostly... A similar experience to what I got uh, doing the the other the complete opposite of what you're doing, which is like exploring every nook and cranny and still missing stuff because obviously, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you're getting like you're taking about as long as I did to finish the game. You're just I think you're having a harder time though. There's a I don't know if it's your build or maybe it is your build, but I, I get the impression that I had an easier time with certain enemies than you did. Um. And you're like, you're just take so much damage and I didn't, and I don't know why. I do know that like you get more defense, just base defense and, and damage resistance as you level up. So it's not all about down. It's not just as uh, about the stats is it's also just the level, the level itself. Uh, your literal level changes, changes your, your damage. Like I, yeah, no, no matter how much I play this game and no matter how much I level up and get stronger or whatever, it's like, it is frustrating to like my health bar just dies in two hits the entire game. Like, yeah. <laughs> It is it is a flat stat curve. It feels like, but then a rapidly escalating uh, difficulty curve because the enemies just keep getting faster and faster. And my character, mm -hmm. all all they're leveling up does is keep up with the what, the rate of dying in two hits. And it's, it's it feels so absurd, and like people like take off the things that raise your stats but amplify your damage taken. You take those off, you still die in two hits. I'm like, well, I don't yeah, even know what they changed. <laughs> yeah. So confused. I, uh it's funny because I, I remember like 20 hours into the game saying, oh, Elden Ring is so much easier than any other Dark Souls game. Uh, and I don't know. The, the, the end of the game is definitely a lot more difficult than the early game. But also I think that is due to the fact that you can just skip uh, or more easily skip bosses um, that you are having a tough time and come back later. In the, in, because you can also do that in the previous games, just a little bit more complicated because there's a little bit more back and forth with the bonfires and whatnot. Um, but Elden Ring, I think, really just... They, they really went all out with the difficulty at the end. And uh, I, 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 in particular, I think there's a couple of bosses that, that are broken difficult. They're, they're like, that's not... You shouldn't make a game like this. Yeah. It's benefiting at, at, at some point, the game feels so overtuned but also like it's so long and there are so many of those mm -hmm. bosses that it's like 
it's just kind of exhausting to think about playing through. <laughs> like, I and I and that's yeah. even at my relatively slow. I'm doing a let's play pace. I don't know. I don't understand people that just binge the game like how they got through it. Because yeah, like it's it's like I. It used to be that like Genichiro or whatever was like the big fight in the whole game of a game. And in this game, it's like every fucking hour, there's another <laughs> fucking tentpole insane boss fight. And sometimes you just beat an insane boss fight to just walk into the next room and there's another one now. And it's like, uh, I've been putting off yep. the end of the game for like a while now. When's the last time? Oh, I you haven't finished it yet. When's, when's the last time I recorded Elden Ring? I last recorded it. Uh, June 18th and it's July 10th uh, I like I, I did the part where you reuse the the boss arena of one of the Elden Lords and fight uh, uh, Ashura's Wrath and uh, and mm -hmm. I'm like I, I, this game's not over so I know it's gonna do the fucking like the Bloodborne thing, basically, where you just walk into another boss fight immediately, I'm sure. Like, I don't think there's more zones left, even. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like doing another one right now. And I just, like, logged out for the day. And then I've kind of just not logged back in for, like, three weeks. Which isn't the you best thing. popping up the remaining, like, quest lines that seem vaguely interesting. And uh, I, just for completion's sake, I did go to uh, at least every zone. I didn't fully explore a lot of them, but it was like, I just want to make sure I illuminated most of the map before calling it done. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to polish off that series in another day or two and then move on. The, uh, the exploring most of the map experience for as far as I know, as far as I could get that experience, I, sh I should say, is really the case of like, if you think you explored most of it, then you probably explored half of it. Because so there's, much. there's like nooks and crannies everywhere. It's so and dense, but also half the time you find anything new, you're kind of punished by having it be like, yeah, but was it worth it? Like, you fought through another <laughs> mine that looks like all the other mines, and then you fought a recycled boss at the end, and then you got a spell you can't use. Or if you're at yeah. the end, so much of the playthrough is that, and you're like, yeah. I'm getting what? that a lot. And I'm like, but or what if, if it's cool this time? <laughs> If you're near to the end of the game, instead of a dungeon, it's just a huge boss in like this weird nook of the of the of the map for no reason. Well, I guess there's another dragon. Well, I guess there's a super lobster. Well, I guess there was, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it felt do me doing a strength build where I'm like, wow, all of this is worthless. Why am I even here? Yeah, all right, really. cool. Thanks, I guess. Like Your every enemy just drops. Yeah, like even all the fancy weapons you get that you can turn into the old crone with the finger, like mm -hmm. it. There's there's nothing to do with it. It's like okay, I'm gonna turn this in. She's like, all right. Well, you can't use any of these items. I'm like, well, all right. Well, I guess <laughs> I'm glad I have this. Cool. And so I just sell all of it to the blacksmith. And I'm like, free souls, I guess. Great. It's just Midway I don't interact with like half of the weapons, half of the armor in the game. Just like. All of it is worthless to me, but every time I go and kill a boss, I'm like, that just happens to be worthless to me. Awesome. <laughs> just after, yeah. Midway through the game, I uh, sort of came up with the idea, well, well, just sort of have a, having more of a critical 
attitude towards precisely what you're referring to so many weapons and so many items that you basically don't interact with either because you can't or because it's just you're tired um i thought a good way to fix the the item bloat in in elden ring would be to instead of having your move set attached to the weapon you're using you should be able to just make up your own move set you should have a, like a menu where you say okay normal r1 is this move over here and like you, you learn it from a, maybe a completely different system, or maybe you learn it from, you know, the same systems that you learn spells or whatever. But just being able to, uh, like, I like I like my broad swing on R one, and I like my piercing, piercing fo like reach attack on uh, running R uh, R two. I like those, and I like piercing attacks on on uh, jump attacks as well. And I should be able to have those piercing attacks or broad swipes in R1. I should be able to have those moves in any sword or any, well, ideally any weapon, but specifically a sword. Like, because any sword can be used like that. They're just less efficient. And so what... It's an interesting if... thought. I feel like um, a lot of the Souls games, um, they have like a, a variance of movesets on every single weapon, but... Mm -hmm it's like not really utilized very well. It's just light attack and heavy attack and those differ, but who cares? Oh, you, you think they're not utilized very well? Hmm. Not really. I focus so much on my enjoyment of those games in precisely knowing my moveset that I think like, I think it's important to know exactly, like to know intimately where, where uh, your attack, what Ooh. your attacks do. Like, oh, like I, I look at my footage and sometimes I pull stuff off that I just do it instinctively. And I'm like, my God, this is, I'm not even conscious that I'm doing this stuff like, um, Byhander Coon, what are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, the one, uh, something I do frequently is, uh, after a roll, uh, if I have a weapon that does a piercing attack after a roll, I use that in combination with my other piercing attacks. Oh, so fucking annoying when people do that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't like PvP, so I'm just yeah. saying I'm talking about PvE. But um, but yeah, the, the, the different one thing that I I had with the katanas was that a jump R1 is a lot faster on the on the trigger than a normal R1. It's like half the delay, and so I was using that to time uh, certain enemies to time just staggers, and like that sort of nuance to to a, an attack is crucial for, for at least for my enjoyment of of Dark Souls and Elden Ring. And I think it's also really important if you're if you're uh maximizing the use of your weapon. So if you allow the players to just choose what they're the, the attacks they like the best, like maybe they like the overhead swing that flattens people. Let's do that with a big mm -hmm. sword. It's fine. And some big swords don't do that. And it's like, why? Why not? Well, because because <laughs> they don't. Because the game doesn't allow you to do it. It's silly. It's a it's a strange experience playing through this game. It just it's just so bloated. And yeah, like there's entire like it, these quest lines are not possible to follow. No. Yeah. <laughs> like no, they're really not. The fucking Shabriri grapes storyline, like she just yeah. teleports around everywhere and doesn't say where she's going and no one says where she is now and you just got to find her over and over again. And like mm -hmm. how? <laughs> You just and then shit you just like have this will to read it online. You'll uh, you'll you'll start an NPC's quest and then you won't figure out where they went and then you'll go off and like fight bosses 
And those NPCs were meant to be like summoned in that boss fight. And then they would give you a hint after that boss fight if you summoned them. But then you don't even get that because you already beat the boss. So you then just have to fucking look it up every time. There's a couple of quests that don't suffer from that. Uh, specifically the the one with the with the wolfman i thought that one was very intuitive i mean there's there was that one occasion where you tried to leave the tower and there's like a huge magical barrier and you need to go all the way back up to the top of the tower so that rani tells you oh something something that you already heard before and now you can leave the tower but apart from that i thought that particular quest was very intuitive but I also got lucky that I saw the prompt that you get when you sit down by the bonfire in one particular <laughs> I got lucky. What a place to a hide problem. that. <laughs> it's so I silly. hope you've been checking the entire bonfire menu every time you sit down in case there's a surprise person to talk to that you can't see. And I didn't do that. And so basically I missed all of the dialogues for your uh, maiden. Like the maid, uh, she, she, like, I think every time you enter a new area, she has a new dialogue. And I only saw that like very late in the game. Like, and, and she starts being like, oh, we've been traveling together for so long. And I'm like, no, we haven't. I barely know you. We never yeah. talk. And they and could have had like, like yeah. some kind of pop up or just like, even, or like, even if they, even if they don't want to have her just have a cutscene automatically and surprise you with it, uh, the way she does it the first time. They could at least have like some kind of a highlight or way of calling attention to the fact that the option's suddenly there now. Because what they do is they hide it near the bottom of a list of like 10 options. And it's like already this big bloated thing to keep track of. Like how do you tell ever? I don't know. Yep. Ah. Like I, 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 I was lucky enough to notice it like once. And then from there was like, oh, she probably has new dialogue every zone you enter. And would like check mm -hmm. periodically. But with Rani, it's like out of nowhere. Like, it's just... Yeah. She just, like, maybe teleported somewhere or something, and then... Eh? Uh, they, you, you're supposed to somehow intuit that you don't try to find where she went, but instead talk to the local bonfire, and it, then the bonfire is talked, how you talk to her. And, like, mm -hmm. it's increasingly hard to tell, like, is the doll a different consciousness or the same person? Or like, like you don't know the logistics of the doll itself, so you don't know what it means to have the doll. So, so it's surprising when the doll like is maybe a walkie-talkie for her. <laughs> what what <laughs> like, is I consciousness? Guess. <laughs> yeah, I I think that they uh, they know their audience, and they know their audience is okay with not getting everything on their first playthrough because. That's the experience of Dark Souls. But and what, what, I, what really surprises me is that the not, what you're not getting is just, most of the time, it's just dialogue. And I, I really, that wasn't the case. At least in Dark Souls 1, that was definitely not the case. If you do quests, you, you, um, you, you get events, you get things that related to the characters. I'm trying to think if you have, like, even bosses, because I, I never beat every boss in Dark Souls 1. I didn't do all the quests. You get like unique bosses, right? For for some of the quests in Dark Souls One. In Dark Souls One, I think almost every boss in Dark Souls One was unique. There's only a couple that are reused, and even still, they're yeah. usually yeah. I just don't know how many quests to led to bosses in Dark Souls One. Yeah, there's well, there's the main sort of storyline that uh, requires you to beat 
Spider Lady first and other things that I don't re recall. Uh, uh -huh. And that one has a unique boss that I didn't beat. You're not required to beat to uh, to get to the end game. Uh, and I was trying to think if uh, the ma the magician also has a boss related to his story, uh, to his side quest, but I don't, because I, I also didn't do that side quest. It's just what I mean to say is that Dark Souls has always been a game where you're, you, you just miss stuff and miss dialogue and miss things and secrets. And like the end of the Solaire quest line, yeah. Things were just more yeah. findable when the game was smaller. When we didn't have yeah. like Lyrony of the Lakes being the size of an entire Dark Souls game, and you're like, <laughs> uh, find this character seven times in order to, to get in order to get out, get out of this chapter of the story. Mm -hmm. like it's really odd. Like the the one armed lady shows up up in like the like up in the windmills area, hiding behind a windmill. Yes. Like yes. 30 hours after I'd ever been there like it's it's bizarre well, and you need to find her in every possible location in order to get the ability to like undo getting infected by the other character that f shows up everywhere in Lyrony of the Lakes <laughs> because that person like tricks you into being only in one ending w in a way that all oh, the other things you unlock in the game don't do because there's, there's there are there is like clear signposting throughout the game of being like doing this has unlocked another ending you probably can like pick it or something at the end. Anyway, see you later when you like win. Hope you pick me. <laughs> like it happens like four times, uh, but suddenly one of them is like, "No, this is the only one," and that's like way stranger. But you can fix it by having specifically found the other two secret character. <laughs> well, you need to find the secret boss arena first, and then the two secret. Oh no, well, the other way around. Did you undo it, Keith? Uh, yes. Oh, that's spoiler sort of. Oh, yeah, well, I but I don't remember how anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's I, really I, hard to remember what the through line was. Like, did I have to beat Mog for? Was that an important thing I needed to do to do something else? Oh, and then was they it make... connected? It's actually genuinely hard to say how any of the zones and storylines are connected in the secret areas mm -hmm. that lead to big super mega fights. You're like, which one of those were like? super integral to something else and which ones were like a weird dead end that never gets mentioned again it's without narrative context for a lot of the stuff you're like yeah what is happening where am i yes. <laughs> how do i get here and even like they make such big deals about certain characters about this oh this michaela person and then there's this whatever i don't remember the names but they 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 are not introduced in the storytelling the game does just does not tell tell us about them at all. It was just you're just it, it's the it's the experience of arriving at somebody's house and invited and obviously fighting them to the death. But <laughs> arriving at somebody's <laughs> arriving at somebody's house uninvited and they just as they fight you they just talk about their family, <laughs> which in isolation you're just sort of like okay fair enough you're just some random person you have a family that I do not know but no it's not that's not what we're doing we're playing a video game. <laughs> It, but, and they, oh, this, the the frequency at which you kill some dude you barely understand the existence of, and then they name drop some person that they've, oh, I failed you, Ocelot, and you're like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Do I need to find them now? Did I kill them already? I don't know. No, 
Every never, character, never gonna see them seven again. characters have almost the same name, and also they lie about what their names are, <laughs> and also they have three names. I have made no attempt whatsoever to try to piece together the plot, and I think my experience was enhanced greatly by doing that. It took the, me... the characters that lie about their names and also almost have the same names as each other. It's so much. Mm-hmm. And they lie about their names with names very similar to their real names. It's like me being, I'm actually Karanal Ar Arpaja. That's my name. I've been lying to you. <laughs> I'm a different person. <laughs> uh, but it took me a while for me to just sort of like embrace exactly how I felt about the story of Elden Ring. Uh, and my first impression when I started embracing it was these, are, these people are just talking about some folks that we don't interact with and how they're related to each other whether they married each other whether they were siblings whether they were sons and daughters and fathers and cousins and that's like the vast majority of the storytelling is spent talking about this and you see that in in the crones you see that in the uh, in the characters they just talk about oh i'm related to this person or this person is related to that other person and they're not, they never talk about their actions or their significance in the world and I feel like that would be a lot more interesting because if you look at Dark Souls 1, there's a lot of things like Ogwin, the Lord of Light. And like, this is very vague, obviously, but it's a theme throughout the game, light and all that. And, 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 the, and the Age of Fire and all that. And you start to piece things together, you get like this sense of, of uh, at least what, you know, what people believed in this world or what they were fighting for or are fighting for. Um, in In... Dark Souls, oh, sorry, in Elden Ring, I think the best case of that happening is the the death faction. But even then, it's it's so vague because it's they literally talk about death, uh, and it's it, I think lore wise, it's a very important faction. But everything else is just vague as hell. There's the giants that uh, it's not like particular spoilers or anything, but like there's all these different factions that are really really important to the lore. But I just don't get any information from them from the storytelling. It's all in the items. And that sucks, because you read the items, they also don't say anything. It's just you need to connect these <laughs> together. You need to piece together the two items from two different aspects, two different parts of the game. It's all about the wiki, and it's all about Vatividia videos, really, <laughs> which themselves are wiki, but still. He's rubbing his hands together because he was running out of stuff to do for a long time there. Mm -hmm. He was doing like art contests and things because he has to like justify his channel when there's not much Souls content coming out. And Those... the most recently made game was like just a straight, uh, relatively straightforward story that just told you what was happening. His art videos were the best videos that he has on his channel. I didn't watch him. Watch him. I've never watched any body video. Uh, I I watch it. I've watched a bunch, but I I really like the art videos because it's. It's fun though, like imagining these. Like you're familiar with the world. What and, a nerd and... would say. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. It. I like it. I like imagining. What would this place look like? And then people thinking about all the lore implications and all that. As far as I know, Dark Souls One and Elden Ring have the exact same plot. I don't know what <laughs> any of them are. <laughs> There's a big serpent with teeth in Dark Souls 1. I can't I, make I the... think I fought two of them, and one of them killed itself. I technically <laughs> only fought no, one no, of no, them. No, 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 those are the Hydras. 
You're thinking, uh, uh, isn't a hydra about... just a serpent with teeth? But there's a lot of heads <laughs> instead of one. He's trying no, to I'm mention about... uh, Frampton Cath. Yeah, I don't think you I ever don't even know Cap. what those names mean. Those are the giant, um, the giant serpent that comes out of Firelink Shrine in the floor, and he, you can sell items to him. He's got giant teeth. Oh He's got yeah, big old giant yeah, weird yeah. teeth. The little and like never stop looking black guy. Black. Yeah. Yes. I forgot about that. Actually, yeah, you have to meet that character because uh, that's how you get to the end of the game. Yeah, he, he swallows you and takes you to the end of the game and spits you out in the place where you yeah. you put the Lord Vessel. He's, oh, right. Yeah, both both ends of him are heads. That's weird. <laughs> you say that you can sell items to him, but it's actually feed items to him. And then he makes this sound. <laughs> and, and it was just like, why didn't you? Make it different. Why did you have the voice actor make the sound? <laughs> now I'm curious how the Japanese voice actor does it. Probably just the same voice. I don't think it's translated to English. I mean, no, that... no, the sound is is the the sound is definitely the English the the English voice actor. I would tell. It's very, it's very obviously a voice of a person rather than somebody I mean, that, making. I mean, that's what was goofy to me about how when Blythe, when you meet Blythe, it's because of his howling, yeah. and his howling is clearly yeah. just like a Welsh dude howling, <laughs> and not like a giant that was man. That's very funny. But that was to me. good because it was it was like more or less convincing. No, <laughs> much better convincing than the wow the friends. I, I, I found the the howling really funny and awkward. <laughs> like it's so clearly just a human going like oh. I thought, uh, like, he'd fooled me for, like, a little bit. But then I was like, no, that's a, that's a person. Why is that wolf sound like a person? That that was my reaction. I was like, why do wolves sound like people? Why didn't they get, like, actual wolves to, to howl? Hey, maybe in real very life, hard wolves to, would to sound. Into a studio. Yeah, the wolves are very misbehaved in the studio. Plus, they're not union. Yeah. That, that's Fair. pretty dangerous. You don't want to get sued. You got to be careful about yeah. that. When the wolves go on I mean, strike. When wolves strike, it, it's usually for a kill. I mean, they fall <laughs> from the ceiling in that game. That's never explained, is it? They're from the sky. They're using the tornadoes that your horse uses. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're what? just yeah. the same as Torrent. Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. Really? It's just really... tornadoes, though. Uh... No, torrent like everywhere. Your horse. Yeah, the thing that yeah, the things the torrent uses to jump. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, those tornadoes are the horse elevators, as I call them. They're they're always static. <laughs> they're always in the same place. Yes, and they're yeah. when they and so they the jump on are. them and and fall down on you. It's just them falling from the the werewolf or from the uh, tornado whirlwind. whirlwind. But it's but That's those are special is. wolf ele uh, elevators, right? They're not. <laughs> no, they're not the no, no, no. So the tornadoes aren't. The, they, the wolves take the same tornadoes that Torrent takes. They just land in locations where you're at. Oh, I see. I see. I never noticed. They're just fallen for a long time. They're just like, woo. Yeah, I see. I see. That's it. And they make that, that swoosh, swoosh, because that's what uh, Torrent does as well when he falls. Makes sense. We've solved what it. What doesn't make sense is the inverted statue. Gotcha. And Andrew didn't like it. Didn't like it inside. It was, there was a, a spellcaster. 
Very bad times. Oh, is that the level with the fucking guy that you have to sneak up on? Yeah, I had a very easy time with them. I got extremely lucky because they didn't teleport. I just went up and wailed on them, and that was it. Oh. Yeah. Mine didn't. No, yours teleported. Mine had. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mine teleported. Mine didn't mm -hmm. just stay put. Mine teleported a lot. And mine also had perfect accuracy. 100% yeah. hit rate. Which I thought was really impressive. Not only that, but he can cast faster than I can cast back at him. Which I thought was really good. Um, just all around good guy. Fun times. Yeah, I remember that level being kind of neat, but the fucking... <laughs> Getting spellcasts at you while you're trying to walk on beams and stuff or trying to deal with the level in general was just kind of a lot. And like that one guy was just like fucking vanishing endlessly. I and a bit of a, bit of a run I... back if you die too. No, you're thinking of the the first time you go through the tower. Yeah. When you're the second the time too. No, that's fast, I think. It's also a somewhat strange like Here's the tower. Okay, now play it upside down in a slightly different way, but not that super. Oh wait, no. Oh god, I just remember all the hands. <laughs> there were a lot of even yeah. and even more yeah, long range spellcasting. But it was but, much shorter though. Yeah. It was a much shorter. Yeah. Level I think I died time. way more though. But it's one of those games. Yeah. It's one of those zones where it's like you just walk in and it's just there because you just you came in off of a field, and then you mm -hmm. finish and it's like here's here's a bridge. Go somewhere else now. Like it's just. It feels weird how unconnected these areas are to anything else in the game. That's just like another example of that. It just feels kind of strange. Like a weird non sequitur. First Here's time the I went through the tower, uh, you get to the top and there are a bunch of chandeliers. And mm -hmm. I was like, I know video games. So I navigated my way up there and then dropped onto one of the chandeliers. And I was like, huh. I expected something to happen, and then I attacked one of the chandeliers to try and make it drop and kill enemies, and that didn't happen either. And I was pissed. I was like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? This flies in the face of all the vocabulary of video games. But um, yeah, they're kind of just, you go they're in kind with of the just are chandeliers statue. you can be on. Yeah. yeah. It's not the only time then, it happens uh, either. When it goes inverted, that's when you actually do land on the chandeliers and use that to navigate. And I'm like, this is good. This this made me happy. One time that happened to me was uh, there's this one big door in uh, the capital. And throughout uh -huh. the game, there, especially in the capital, there's a lot of doors that just do not know, do not open. They're not real doors. They're just, yeah. you know, they're like a wall, but they look like a door. Uh, and there's this one big door that I w actually went up to and tried opening and it said it's not open at this time or whatever. Uh, and I figured, Oh, it's going to open with a, with a, um, uh, what's the word? L like a lever, right? Uh, I figured cause it's a big door it's special. And later on uh -huh. in the game, uh, specifically later on in the capital exploration, there's a moment where you're like, okay, you're supposed to go that way. And I could not find the way there for the longest time. I had to look it up. And guess what? It was that big door. And it, there's no indicator. The door doesn't open with a lever. It just starts open. It's just all of a sudden it's openable uh, after you do a certain thing in the capital. And I just I had to look it up. And it's such a fundamental exploration of the, of the game 
And the capital is enormous. You're never going to try one random door. So, certainly not a door that you wrote off. Like, I didn't even remember there was a door there at that time. I will never know how much I missed more from enormous. the capital. Yeah. You will know, though, that whatever you missed, the reward was always either a spell you didn't want to use or no. materials. I missed out on the storyline of the guy who teaches me the spells for the build I was in. Oh, that that would, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not in the I capital, just found right? his corpse one day and I'm like, oh, I guess I did this wrong. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no big deal. Just more maybe of the story most, than I did. Just might be the most important part of the entire game mechanically. Yeah, I guess I wonder, I'll go though. die now. <laughs> While you have been dying a lot. I am good at dying. Let's, Got him. Called out. Spells are spells L are L uh, plus ratio. I have mastered. Could dying. always uh could always just wait. No, yeah, you can't do that. Never you mind. could wait? Uh no, I was thinking of uh I was thinking like technically um <laughs> technically what you can do for any enemy that I think I think you could do that. I don't know. I didn't try it, but I think because if you, you can kill any enemy in the game and they can come back, um, you just almost have to enemy. almost any enemy, uh, pretty much mo almost any enemy you can kill and they will come back as long as you pay penance. And uh, I think you can like kill people, do other stuff, and then like resurrect. Oh, you're them talking later. about NPCs. You're talking about characters. yeah NPCs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. like characters. Yeah, like characters you can just kill, and then there's like a shrine you can go to with the turtle. Yeah, the turtle priest. You can go to the turtle priest. Yeah. Um, and there's a person there, and it's like, ah, if you pay a thing, you can get people back. And I think you can do that if you like kill them, go and do a quest that they would otherwise die for, and then resurrect them, and I think they'll come back. Then you just finish their quest. But at that point, you're just using Wikipedia to solve the quest, at which point you might as well have. That's like, true. You wouldn't yeah, have a problem yeah. to begin with because you're just reading online how to do the whole thing. Yeah, you wouldn't get him killed in the first place. Because if you always nervous. kill every NPC you meet. Four o'clock here for me, so I'm gonna bounce. I got a hard oh, stop here. Sorry. All right, yeah, good fine. night and whatnot. Yeah. You you all keep going. Y'all don't need me. Y'all have podcasts about me Elden before Ring. a couple of times. No, we we can't go on without you. Oh. Impossible. There's a song about That's that. That's good. I wanted to hear that. Uh, right, <laughs> I wanted to know that I was the load-bearing <laughs> part of this podcast. <laughs> all right. Tell us See you all. Bye. Now that I know that Tell everybody's devastated that I'm gone, then I, I can leave in peace. <laughs> Dang. So how did you find, is... Keith, how did you, how did you find the, um, in Elden Ring specifically, just to center the conversation back? How did you find the, uh, the, uh, uh, well, actually, Andrew, have you finished the game? Can we go into super spoiler territory? Yeah, I'm done. I've been done for like a while now. Been done for like almost a month. How did you find the Azura's Wrath boss fight, Keith? Uh, it looked weirdly low quality in some parts. Like, he does like a weird rift that looks like it's not loading in correctly. Hmm. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, I know what you're he just, talking about. He just does a giant like level spanning rift over and over again, like um, and it looks really bad. It just looks really strange every time he does it. It's just odd. Uh, 
And uh, I don't know the uh, God. I'm trying to remember that bo this boss fight. It's been because it's been like three weeks. Mm -hmm. Blah. Let's bring up the recording. My most recent recording. And watch me get my ass beat. I asked this because people in my chat were were like, "Oh, this is the funnest, this most fun bo uh, boss in the game. Like, this is the best one. It's more fun." And actually, I enjoyed it quite a lot. I had a fun. I mean, not with the second phase. The second phase, whatever. Uh, it was just. It was not fun. It was just about figuring out how to beat it and beat it. That is. That was. And not in the fun way. But the first phase was was a. Uh, was all, all about the dodges. It was all about learning the timing of the dodges. Um, was the stompy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> At the point I beat, I beat Melania, I beat Malekith, it's like, you hit a point where you just, you just, you're just tired at some point, you know? Yeah. There's another fucking multi-stage boss fight right after them, and it's like, it's me, the guy we've been hyping up all game long, and it's like, oh fuck, he's not gonna be easy. <laughs> it's the lion guy <laughs> that's been on every fucking thing I've seen. And then I, I put on my ultra armor, and I'm like, nope, still taking a buttload of damage. Uh... I'm trying to watch this fight a little bit right now. There's definitely a thing where like every every enemy is so relentlessly long range at this point that you can never dodge back to get even an inch of space. You they're always on you forever to the point where I'm not even sure how one even heals during most boss fights. Uh, there's like certain things that are feel like telegraphed patterns, but then other stuff you just will like really abruptly do something, or like there's like a like or like a secondary explosion of some kind. I don't know. I feel like I was just worn down at this point. I don't have much to say about mm. this fight. I just I fought him for a bit. I'm like, all right, that's him. I mean, then I then I started summoning because I'm like, I just let's get this over with. <laughs> Especially when I'm yep. realizing like this guy obviously has a phase two, and I'm not getting through two phases of this shit alone. There's no fucking way. <laughs> Uh, for me, for me, the first phase really required me to be like almost perfect, and like you know, only healing three or four times at most in the first phase. Otherwise, the second phase, I just because you know, it's the nature of the second phase. You you can't practice it as much, so you're never gonna be as good at the second one. And it's a it's like a different character. It, it's so dumb because it's not actually a transformation. It's a different character. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, it because it, it it doesn't play. There's no, none of the same moves. He looks drastically different, and, and it's just like it's a, it's a yeah. He just does a whole boss. new separate thing. And you'll see, you just have to beat two bosses back to back. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. Yeah, and and this and this has been happening for a while too. Like in Dark Souls three, there was uh, the Scythe Lady that just it just is three mm -hmm. consecutive boss fights. Like mm -hmm. I think I think it's the one where we're in. I think. Ah, I think that's the one where, where like, in phase two, she summons a second person. And then in phase yes. three, you fight her alone, but she's, like, ultra now or something. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And, like, those things, were, those were big deal, exhausting, memorable fights. But there'd be, like, there'd usually be, like, the one, like, in the DLC. And that'd be, like, most of it. <laughs> like, uh, mm -hmm. like, I think that that one also had, like, a guy with a wolf as a boss fight yes. and he was like not nearly as big of a deal like there was like kind of a sense of pacing and there was like the here's the giant fuck you insane fight but it's like the it's like one of like three in the game or the one in the dlc or so on and 
this game was just like an it, almost like an endless series of, of boss fights that were along those lines and often like I, I just I don't I feel like my character's not getting faster each sequel but all the enemies are like they all get every sequel all the weapons all the enemies get 20% faster and 20% longer range and they all their combos gain two more hits and you're like I I just I don't I don't get it I don't get when I'm allowed to do anything basically and it gets it just gets so tiring you're like I don't I, just, I, I can I go back to fume night fume night made some sense to me and I fucking was stuck on fume night for days but like it was mm-hmm. comprehensible as a fight and the more and more yes. I can't tell what's happening and like I I get really mad fighting bosses like Mog and realizing that they don't have combos. They just have attacks they can string together in whatever order they feel like that resemble combos. But if you pay attention to what they're doing, as far as I can tell, each time they fight, they're doing a different string of hits. Like there isn't a flow to it. And so you can't be like, okay, he's going to do this, then this, and this, and then I then there's the opening, or I, I dodge or I dodge left, then right, then forward, or whatever. Like there isn't like a pattern. And the same was I think the yeah, same Mog- was the true for like Malaketh's like robed form like it was just a bunch of different swipey knife hits and they and Who's followed by Malaketh is the the werewolf daddy. Oh, Garank, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. no, Garank is not Malaketh. Garank dies sure? when he finishes quest. I'm pretty sure Garank is Malaketh. I, I don't I think Garank and Malaketh him. are the same person. I think Mal- I think Garank literally dies at the end of his storyline or something. They're the same, uh, like, species anyway, but yeah, so yeah. Malekith, yeah. Because they're both from the cult of whatever the fuck is happening in that chapter, which is visually intriguing, but once Never again, it's like, it's like the 12th location that has an entire theme and mythology to it, maybe, that's half-suggested and you can't quite tell what's happening. That one might be one of the most mm-hmm. explicit ones, because it's like, these yes. people are clearly trying to turn into, like, werewolf monsters, and it's like, it's not going great for them. There's not a lot of Malekiths <laughs> coming out of that thing. They're, a lot of them are having a real bad time and just be turning into malformed nightmare people. But the, uh, I don't... You're, and, you're totally and, right about... Also, Malekith and uh, uh, Melenia, just a little more tuning to be sane would be incredibly fun boss fights. They're really cool. But yes. one, the two-phase nature of Malekith is just like, oh, fuck off. Uh, and to some extent, the two-phase nature of Melenia. I want Malekith phase two and oh, yeah. Melenia phase one as boss fights with just like a little yes. bit more sanity. And in Melenia's case, a lot of it is she has one fuck you combo that's just so insane. But also yes. every time she hits you, she takes out 60% of your health with like any hit, basically. And like if she just was, if she was just a little more reasonable in damage... Like, phase one of Melania is fun. Like, mm-hmm. she actually has Except relatively telegraphed and has patterns, and she's like, it's a it's a fun fight. And fucking Malekith, uh phase two was so absurd and hype in a it's fun way. In a, yeah. in a way cooler way than Melania phase two is, which is just irritating. I hate yes. Melania phase two because you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I, 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 I'm trying to remember even what it's like because it's been like a month or it's something. It's a big like, flower, and then she, there's a lot of Yeah, she hits you with the fuck you nuke deep. flower attack that, yeah. with no warning of what it's going to be. So the first time you play it, you're just going to die because even if you dodge it correctly, because getting hit by it's a one-hit kill. But if you don't dodge yeah. it correctly, because uh, it, like it's, you know, it's like, oh, she's going to dash at you. You can be ready for that to happen and dodge. But she explodes into a flower of like infinite damage and rot, and you have to just know to get out of that in time because 
if you're not ready for it to happen, there's no way you're reacting in time, so you'll probably just die to that flower. Uh, but even then, like, the whole time she's fighting, she has that shit where she's covered in, like, a, a bunch of, like, ghostly tendrils and clothing and limbs or something. Like, it's hard to even mm -hmm. tell what you're looking at. But it leads to, like, all this... It really obscures all of her movements, so you can't tell what's happening very well because of how over-designed and messy she is at that point. And then mm -hmm. she starts, like... She'll do stuff like fly up in the air, and you're like, okay, I gotta watch her and see what's gonna happen. I gotta look really carefully because she's gonna jump at me again with the flower thing. And then actually, what she does is she summons a bunch of enemies off camera that you can't oh, see because you're looking because you're looking up at her, and yeah. then you get you grass beat by those, and you're you like, I, I hate this, yeah. <laughs> I hate this, and I hate that the phase one is almost incredible, and that and that, but yes. it's so overtuned, and then has a horrible phase two after it that you're just like, you're just being tortured so at this point, like. I just I can't I just I, I hit a point with this game where I can't give boss fights the, like a fair shake and be like like fair with them about how hard they are or aren't and stuff and be like oh man how good is this individual fight because it's all in the context of this game that is just so grueling and endless and like it's, it would have done better with fewer boss fights that were more that had more time spent on them and like but like I, I think at this point we're, we hit the divide between me and other Souls fans about what we even like about these games. Because I've never mm -hmm. liked Souls games for being hard. I've seen the difficulty as being a byproduct of why they're good. Like, they're good because of how they, they, they demand your attention and your exploration, experimentation, and, like, reflexes, and, like, doing boss fights where you have to learn the fight and deal with them and so on. And, like, actually like improve and deal and like pay attention to tells and so on but more and more i'm not sure how much these boss fights are reasonably beaten that way and more and more i think the majority of people playing these games at this point are using all of the the strategies that people will tell me are cheesing it or whatever but i think like like if you look at any like if you look at online conversations about this game they're almost universally talking about the mimic tier and stuff like that and like as like a, one of the things that they do all the time because like yeah how do you not that's <laughs> like how yeah. do you not end up wanting to use the mimic tier like all the time because it's not just that it's like an incredibly powerful summon but it feels like your only option in a lot of fights where the game is just like just incredibly overbearing and like you have all these these endless combos just so you can try to get one opening to get a couple hits in and then like that barely works and then in a boss like Melenia, they're like ha 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 you even though you blocked my attacks i healed back all the damage you did with that one opening you found fuck you and it's just i'm just i'm yeah. tired <laughs> you I, just get tired at I, some point i think it, like you're you're um you're saying that you didn't give the difficulty of the bosses a fair shake but i don't think you missed anything for one, because the difficulty isn't the point, uh, in your opinion and in my opinion, uh, but also you, as long <laughs> as you, as long as you got to the, uh, you you got to the point where you could recognize how cool the boss is, and that's not something that happens the first time you see a boss. I I think, like, I'm trying to think of any cool boss that I beat on my first try that I later recognized as cool, um. Well, Mog is an interesting example. No, actually, Mog is not not a very Fuck good you, example. Mog. But what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, you you need to be you need to be you need to have seen a boss a few times already and be struggling with it in a certain kind of way to be to be able to recognize. Oh, this fight is actually really cool. And there's like the lake dragon at the beginning of the game when I saw it's some of its dragon animations. I was like, oh yeah, that's really cool. 
And I think that's probably one of the best dragons in the game is the original one because the, the fire breathing is not over the top. Uh, later dragons are just bollocks. It's just lightning coming out of its fingernails and I, I don't understand. But I mean, they're dragons, you fight them, not a problem. But in terms of cool, the first dragon in the game is the coolest. And, and be, just because it's understandable and you see all the roars and all that, it's just like, oh, that's badass, that's cool. At least It's I really a bummer experience. how often the game hits you with a cool surprise and then is like, now I'm going to make it not surprising by happening all the time. And you're like, oh, cool, <laughs> yeah. it's my seventh fight where a dragon suddenly shows up in a place. And frankly, you, you by the time, after like the second one, you literally see the clues about it's, how it's going to happen. Like, I'd be shocked if anyone gets to the ice lake yeah. and it's like, oh, man, is there going to be a dragon? Like, or like doesn't think that. Like, like <laughs> how do you not yet. expect the dragon at that point? It's like, this is clearly a dragon arena. Like, even the... The game overstays its welcome so hard that even surprises, like, oh, it's like they, they, they become so overused that you just see them all coming. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, there's a, there's no there's a weird suspicious opening with no enemies in it, and it's a new zone. I haven't fought one in this zone yet. It's gonna be the dragon of this zone. Okay. Yeah. Like that's disappointing. <laughs> that's the, the, one, of the like one of the things I complimented this game about early on so hard was the was how surprising it was, like being in the first zone and encountering uh, the dragon that's in that lake and then finding like the death bird and so on and little do you know you're gonna fight yeah. 12 of each of those and here's another fucking flame worm <laughs> again and you're like I'm so tired now yes because this game could have been cool if it was like not well first of all just not an open world in many cases like these like because a surprise boss fight has happened before in Souls games and those ones are good examples of them but then they're like they're just mechanically identically use the same thing again but they get increasingly bullshit AoEs or status effects or the sword that they swing sometimes, and so they, I just, it's just, it's just not, it's not. They do swing a sword. Stop, yeah. stop, just adding modifiers to the same thing over and over again. Just give me the, just where's the abridged version of this game? And then the thing is, like they reuse so many, so many things, and they still have bosses with multiple stages. They could just have, like, they have Mog show up twice in the game. They could have the one time you fight the first stage, the other time you fight the second stage, because the second stage looks really cool. He he's having the wings and all the blood. All right, that's really awesome. It's like I saw that. I was like, man, this is really cool. But I was having trouble because, like, I I mean, that second phase is quite difficult. Um. So I couldn't really appreciate the whole of the boss. But if there was a whole boss just on the second stage, that would have been just as difficult. No, it would have been more difficult than, than as it is right now, you know, if you didn't change anything else. But um, it would have been a lot cooler. It would be a lot better because you would have seen him in his two forms. It wouldn't have felt repetitive. I mean, uh, you, you, Keith, you actually got to fight him in the wrong order. But still, my point is, Melania doesn't need a second phase. Uh, the cleric beast doesn't need a first phase, and uh, the the two the the last boss that you fought the 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 dragon person is it dragon person yeah whatever I don't remember the names uh, <laughs> should, should have been two different bosses because they are two different bosses because you can't engage with the second one because you're already stressed from the first one you can't practice it properly it's just like it's such a disadvantage to the second boss always a disadvantage. The open world also just starts to feel really stupid when you have, like, Mog, the fuckery man of fuck you, ah, nightmare boss. And then there's also, like, shitty Mog hiding in a crypt somewhere. And, <laughs> like, I fought shitty Mog afterwards. Yes. <laughs> it's like, he's not, like, 
He's not like the preemptive what idea of a crazy boss that's going to come later. He's just a weird, shitty echo of a boss I already beat. And I'm like, what was, what was the point of that guy? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that either. But, well, I, the thing is, think about... Uh, you were talking about the DLCs for Dark Souls 2, but um, just think about the... the oh, sorry, DLCs for Dark Souls 3. Think about Dark Souls 3 basic, like after you get teleported or transported by the gargoyles into the, uh, I forget the name of the place. The place with the, uh, with the people burning trees and, and like the pitchfork, pointy-handed little gremlins. The, the place that ends with the, um, with the testicle tree boss fight. You know the one? Uh, I forget the names, I'm sorry. You're talking about the uh, one of the starting zones of Dark Souls 3. Uh, yes. It's like the longest zone of that entire game, I think. Uh, it's pretty long, yeah. I'm talking about it because, because it is a, a good example. Now, think about that area and how interconnected... Like, there's multiple paths. It connects multiple uh, places and, like, there's different challenges and all that. Think about how it was to experience it the first time around. Never mind going at it the second time around, because that's a different sort of experience. But the uh, the first time around, like you have all the, it's a gauntlet getting to the whole th through the whole thing, and and like learning the boss run at the end, and just being like, okay, I'm gonna go into this boss. It's the first time, and you know what's behind you. You know what you're gonna need to do to if you fail at the boss. But like, there's this huge gauntlet, and then the boss is a thing that is nowhere in comparison to in in terms of difficulty to basically anything that Elden Ring has to offer. And the reason why it isn't is because it's actually it's a boss that is reasonably meant to be beaten on the first try. It it doesn't mean that a lot of people will do it, but it is possible to beat the the that boss in the first try. And in fact, a lot of the the Dark Souls three bosses are like that. And the reason why is and and that's something that doesn't necessarily happen in Dark Souls one and two, but Dark Souls three is like that. And I feel I feel that it is like that because the gauntlet behind it is so gru grueling. And so difficult. It's not, you know, overly difficult, but it is a challenge. It's a much more of a challenge than anything that Dark, that Elden Ring has to throw at you. And the, I don't know why they, they like, I, I know why they do it in the open world, why it's a lot easier to avoid enemies because you just run past them uh, or, or mob control them, or rather, what's the word? Uh, crowd, crowd control them if you want to just attack one at a time or something like that. But in a castle, things change a little bit in Elden Ring, but they still made the castles feel much more wide open and less, much less um there's no sense fortress is what i'm saying in elden ring and sense yeah fortress just a nice tight like damage gauntlet or a, a challenge gauntlet with a clear like yeah. through line and pacing setup mm-hmm there are definitely castles and those are definitely like the highlights of the game but like they're just fundamentally different they're not as good like they're good i had fun but they're not as good there's kind of like a sameness to the game where there just isn't as much identity throughout the whole thing mm -hmm. it's hard to put your finger on exactly but like there just isn't like it's, it's kind of just like this endless amount of content without necessarily having clear like i don't know how to put i don't know how to put this uh it's all down to the scale. Remember how in, in um, Anor Londo, 
you have this one uh, little ramp with the this one particular archer that shoots you. It's the famous one, right? Everybody knows that one. But it's not the only place in the game that you remember a specific piece of geometry of the level and a specific enemy. In Dark Souls 3, for example, in that level that I was referring to, there's this area when you arrive next to that uh, that cage person that actually is friendly and you killed, killed them. Um, there's this like part of the cliff. <laughs> there's this part of the cliff where the little gremlins are throwing knives at you, and it's like obviously designed to be difficult to avoid the knives because you are also fighting little gremlins next to you. And there's and right next to that area, there's the gremlin that has a, like a huge two-handed sword that falls from the ceiling. That stuff is memorable, and it, yeah. it's memorable because they're they beat you the first time and you die there, <laughs> and you like you learn how to avoid that. And in like Dark Souls, the and yeah, like in Orlando, the layout of that area is burned into the memories of people that have played that level. It, it, but maybe, like at least most of it, aside from maybe the part in when you're actually inside the castle, castle where it's harder to mm -hmm. even keep track of what you're doing. But the mm -hmm. uh, like everyone remembers uh, climbing the uh, weird uh, like f was it flying buttress or whatever the fuck uh, the one, yeah, to yeah. climb up to the top, and then you go through the like the supports above this massive cathedral and you're trying you're carefully trying not to fall as these like ninjas are coming at you and then later on you get to the bottom of that cathedral and there's the and that's how you get to the the painted world and like there's the weird trick staircase in the middle of an orlando and the front yeah, gate is cool. like this weird series of gates where it's like the there's the, these giant armored dudes and the only way in is to take this path to the right we have to walk across this incredibly treacherous piece of of roof where super archers are trying to take you out and like <laughs> there's like a lot of that that's like gets seared into your mind because of how it's all laid out and yeah the it's all sort of unique challenges you're facing that weren't like other parts of the game and so on and having this infinite expanse of game in in elden ring kind of like loses a lot of that memorability and like yeah like I'm not saying that I could I could right now like draw a map of old all of Dark Souls three or whatever. Uh, it's like I haven't played it for a while. But like when you just did a thing, there was an increased chance that you'd be able to like actually like in detail uh, recount what the thing is that you went through and everything and what it was all like. And like that seems less likely in Elden Ring for most of the game including many of the more linear-ish like and more like designed castle areas like you might be able to in detail recount what like the inverted tower was like but like a lot of the actual castles it's like you might have you might have trouble recounting where you are while you're in it yeah and I think and the reason for that is because the challenge stops being as much in Elden Ring I should say it stops being as much about the level and it, it's it's really focused on the enemies that you're facing you're you're going up a staircase in demon so like that that uh, that area in the first castle that reminds us of demon souls and i say us because it reminded you as well as me even though i'd never played demon souls uh you go up that staircase and that there's that dude blowing the horn and like the first time around i was like holy crap this is gonna be like a freaking full-on level of people like this is gonna have consequences if I let him blow the horn because that's how from software does. But no, it's just a linear path throughout the castle where you kill enemies after enemies, and it, there's never a situation where you need to be aware of a conjunction of enemies or how this enemy is very dangerous in this one place and not dangerous in another, or 
like even the barrels are pointless and not a danger and and it's just it's the closest Elden Ring gets to having a level being in the enemy which is how Dark Souls has always worked and it's just in later on it gets more and more I remember that uh castle later in the snow area with the um, with a commander boss uh, at the end that castle was just nothing it felt like an MMO level where they oh guess what there's two cats now guess what there's eagles which might just fuck off right up off the side so of the much. sun <laughs> and it's just like it it's it's nothing it's just enemies after enemies it feels like an MMO it's not designed I don't know. They might have ran out of time, but even Dark Souls Three, the places that you can tell they ran out of time in the design, even those feel like, feel designed. Uh, I'm thinking of the, um, uh, I, I don't remember the name of the area, but there's that swamp area next to that big city where, with the with the little centipede hairy people, and that <laughs> that place is like, starting there. The game is like really barren. It's the level of the design is very different, uh, but it's still like all every like, Souls game has placement. the equivalent of Dragon Butt Land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just a yeah. bunch of dragon butts standing in lava. Go through it, I guess. <laughs> the demon ruins are so baffling. Just a nothing zone. It's, it's unbelievable. And the ones that come after are not particularly better either. It's just the same enemy repeated, apart from the vacuum cleaners, which themselves are baffling. <laughs> or the, the vacuum cleaners? Like the teeth no. blenders? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's just like they look like blenders and they're full of teeth and they probably yeah. and there's a significant chance that they'll kill uh Ziegmeier. Yeah. It's 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 it is hard to make him survive that scene. And he just jumps into a hole full of lava and teeth blenders and you're like are you sure this was important? Are you sure this is what you needed to do today? <laughs> He's like on a mission to jump in that hole and you're like I don't know if that's you just go somewhere else. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember the reason why he jumps in it, but it's you're, it's really hard to understand what he's why he's doing it in that moment from what I remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember either. He, most of his motivation is just like, I need to m prove myself. I'm jumping in another death hole. Look at me go. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I, I, work. So what what did you feel, Andrew, about? Elden Ring in comparison to Dark Souls games. I'm only ever in it for the bosses. So um I don't think Elden Ring was very good. Mm. Uh bosses just I it's fine. Uh I don't know. Elden Ring is just a game that much like anything, if you make it too big, uh it like I like I keep saying it comes at a cost and the cost for me just was too much um i had no interest in the overarching world i had like i'm not the target for that i don't care uh i especially don't care because it's uh it, it's extra effort to find out what's going on and i have no interest in doing that um because i i can't do that with rpgs i struggle a lot to try to communicate with people because it's just not it's not worth the time it's usually just people going and mammering on about something that I'm not going to be usually swayed by. So someone will just say something and it's like, okay, that's fine. I'm like, if someone was like, please don't kill this boss. I, I it's my best friend. I'm still going to kill it. Like, I don't care. The whole point is just to fight the bosses for me. Um, which is like 
I don't know why something like Hollow Knight is much better for me. Hollow Knight Did is you just a, go. Yeah, I just go. I don't I don't have to like I, I don't need the wind up of, you know, like 45 hours to know what is important about beating the game. Like, oh, when you de- when you de- finally become an Elden Lord, what is it that your heart desires? Like, I don't know the first option that's in front of me. I don't care. Just I'm just here to kill whoever the real Elden Lord is, and I'm gonna beat his ass, and I'm gonna be the Elden Lord. Boop. Like that's that's as far as my motivation goes. Other people along the way are nice. If they give me stuff, that's even nicer. But I genuinely unless like unless they are because I played the game with a wiki. So unless, you know, I just said, I need this weapon, I need this armor, I need this stuff. And if they're part of that process, great. If not, I could care less. I just kept going. Um, and so I don't, it's hard to like, I don't feel like I'm, I get much of a choice or I get much of an opinion on the game because I didn't even, I didn't even approach it uh, like a fan of the game. And I've never approached a Souls game like a fan of the game. I don't care about the story. I, I am actively dismissive of it. So I can only go based on like how it feels to play and how the bosses feel. And I think Elden Ring, maybe I just didn't, maybe I didn't think about it or needed to think about it as much in Dark Souls games. But in Elden Ring, I had to think way too much about builds. And that made me really upset because I don't care. I just want to be able to pick a silly build and go through it the whole game. But there were just some bosses that were like, oh, you've picked the wrong build and it's going to take me out or it's going to take you like a thousand tries to beat this. I'm really confused by the choice to make it so that you don't really gain proper access to most of the faith stuff until towards the end of the game, because that's thematically where they put all the faith stuff because the faith place, but then also from then on, all of the bosses are resistant to faith. Yeah. Yeah, And you're like, all right, well, fuck my build then, I guess. (laughs) What the fuck? With the resistances. And then throughout the entire entire playthrough, I'm just better off using my fucking faith-scaling weapons than I am any of the spells, because they're, like, unusable. Like... The spells take yeah. so long to cast in many, so many cases that I'm like, how do you use this as like a, how do you be a, any kind of spell sword in this game when everyone's like Melania and Malakath? Like how, they're not, when are they leaving you openings for these like, I'm going to use my dragon breath and it has a charge up. <laughs> like this isn't Pokemon. You can't sacrifice one turn of hits to, to, to pull off solar beam. Like, no, you're just dead already. You, you stopped moving for one second and you died. I can't get it. I can't get enough yeah. time to get a flask off. How am I going to get off a spell that takes like three times as long to cast? And so that yeah, uh-huh. it just it funnels me into doing builds or it funneled me into doing some builds that were like soul crushingly boring. And I'm sure I didn't need to do that. I could have found like a some medium ground, I guess. But again, why am I going to sit here and do all this effort when I could just go pick up a sword that will like reshot any boss okay okay that seems fine then you know so what someone gonna like slide into my comment section like actually you didn't really be dark souls because you didn't use the fancy you used a fancy sword that made it too easy you should have used this eye it's like fuck you dude they gave me that weapon i didn't cheat i didn't do anything out of like extraordinary right i didn't do some kind of like like the guy who did i can beat every boss in one punch like 
I didn't do that shit. I'm not sitting there drinking 15 potions, casting three different spells, and then stabbing myself with a weapon and then hitting a boss and it just dies. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I literally just have a weapon that you can find anywhere that without doing any kind of special stuff besides upgrading it, you can just kill any boss. What the fuck's the purpose? Why? Really, why, like, why bother with other builds? It, it's not incentivized. And the only reason you do it is much like Fashion Souls. You're like, I want to look cool while doing my thing. And it's like, or Monster Hunter. And you're like, I just really hate using the horn. I, I will only use the bug spear. <laughs> and like that, that's the only kind of reason you would ever do any other build besides the ones that just wipe every enemy out. Because, yeah, it, but, but I don't know. It, and again, then he goes back to what Keith's saying is like, yeah, but then what, how do you be a spell sword when bosses clearly aren't built? to be an all-rounding enemy. They're not meant to accommodate any kind of build. They're meant to, what feels like, accommodate a very specific type of build, which is fast and quick and often hard-hitting. Or, I guess you can sit here for three hours and just slowly peck at a boss, but you still need to be quick at dodging. You still need to be very short, like, combos. You don't want to be sitting there, like, hitting three times because you don't have three times to hit these bosses. So, like, it's just... I don't know that sucks it sucks really bad and i don't i don't think that makes a very for me it doesn't make a very fun boss rush game and the, and, and the justification that it's for forcing players to experiment it is that's a bad justification i understand that it might be for that i understand that developers might be like how do we force players to experiment i know let's give bosses different resistances that might have been the intention but that's not what happens. It doesn't force pr- players resistance. to experiment. It forces players to look up what different. the resistances are because you can't tell what they are. No, oh, yeah. oh, you're not talking about resistances. Okay, okay, yeah. But no, but like, I, no, I just meant like not even if you take out resistances. Like I'm not even accounting for the fact that bosses can just straight up negate entire like yeah. entire build. Talk about I'm saying that like well. yeah, I'm talking about like move sets of bosses and the way that they do stuff isn't even accommodating for like a huge chunk of the possible builds yeah and it's like again sure you can do it but it takes so much effort so much work just to do something that you literally without effort could just do differently and win faster and so like there is no motivation right i like when i beat melania when i beat the beast priest i like i didn't feel any satisfaction doing it i felt like annoyance why am i here what the fuck was the point of this you could have just put literally a different boss here and i would have had a way better time like just it was infuriating and then you just walk away huffing and puffing you're like fuck and this is like the last two bosses i have left basically and now it's the end of the game so what the fuck was this whole area for like you're just i don't know it was just a it was just really bad back to back because like just Melania or Beast Priest, Melania, and then last boss uh, or last two bosses, which I think was like the last, the, the true Elden Lord. I don't know what he first Elden Lord. No spoilers. Liar. No spoilers. Uh, 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 some shitty ass liar confronts you and you fight oh, the him one that too. Keith, yeah, and, that's not spoiler for Keith. And, yeah, and then, uh, and then you beat the game, like then you <laughs> fight the final boss and beat the game. And I it's just like what's happening in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well like, the, I guy, just, the guy who's so saying I, I just, he's like the, I just the found first the thread, is like i just found the thread that 
is like summarized this game's storytelling for me, which is that somebody said, somebody wrote with a time code on one of my videos and then said, did you just confuse Godric with Godwin again? And I was like, how could anyone confuse Godfrey? I'd never. And I, I was joking. But then the next person responded with, I think Keith confused Godfrey with Godwin, not Godric. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, I made, the, I the made up a, I said I said Godfried as a joke, but there is a Godfrey that is a character. Yeah. So I almost jokingly made up a character that actually also exists because there is a Godric and a Godwin and a Godfrey, just like there's a Marika and Melena and Melenia and Michaela, and how there's a Renala and a Rani and a Renanala and a Ran. <laughs> yes. There's like the real name and the fake name of the blue girl, but there's also the real name of the boss fight, and they're different people, and also sometimes they say that the other person, and in that same fucking, like, tone, there's like four characters that are supposedly the Elden Lord, that the first Elden Lord, and none of them, yes. and the game never clarifies which one is right. <laughs> like, people just keep saying they're the first Elden Lord, and I'm like... You can't all be because of what words mean. So what the fuck? Stop and all also, saying like, you're the first Elden Lord. And the thing is, they're not saying, though. It just says in the health bar, which is magic video game stuff, which is fine. But There's if it's least, magic video game stuff... There are at least stuff, two characters that, like, basically monologue that they're the first Elden Lord, including Oh, they one say of them. that? Oh, I didn't really... I think, yeah, I think one of the humans does... And then also, like, the dragon does. And he's like, I was the Elden Lord before there was even a tree. I'm like, I, had, I think this guy might be the real one, you guys. <laughs> I think everyone else might be wrong. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, they, don't, they mean nothing to us because they only interact with us while fighting. Yeah, and then as they die, they name drop another character that you don't know the name of. And you're like, I... Okay. Are they yeah. the first Elden Lord? <laughs> yeah. I just I can't tell what's happening. Ah. I like it. It's just like it's it's just like samurai logic. Like everyone just gets to take the title when they their master dies. I feel so like I like, should compliment. Ha, I need to compliment like, this game because the I did. First most, Elden Lord died. I did mostly like this game. It's just too long and too bloated with incomprehensible stuff and repeating content and so on. But like, yeah, that's where, why I'm where the story just was like, really I'm good. Just to be quiet is that like you meet a bunch of characters throughout the game and there's a few moments where they all come together in a cool way like when characters that you recognize and you know and you care about show up at like uh the redon <gasps> ah fuck weird hiccup they show up like the redon festival it's like you're there's like oh it's the jar guy and oh it's blithe and so on and like the, like you, then it's like okay this is a moment where characters you that you know come together and like the best part of the entire story of all of elden ring as far as i can tell is just the ranala's or rani's uh Blythe's group's story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a, like, there's the there's the dickhead spellcaster, and there's uh there's Blythe, the loyal uh guard, and then there's the an EG. Yeah, there's EG who is always way the fuck in the middle of nowhere and never shows up in on that location. He has to call in via hologram, uh, because he has this one spot, and there's Renala Ren Rani herself. I don't remember. Okay, she has a real name, right? Isn't Rani a nickname? I'm not sure. If she says she's Rani, that's all. I'm real so confused name. by their names at some point that I can't remember them anymore. Yeah. Uh, but like, those characters have interplay with each other and like sort of like little character arcs and motivation that are clear and understandable in human terms and communicated to you directly. 
and you can meet them both mandatorily and optionally throughout various areas and they're like if i remember correctly elements of what they do like they're, t they're tied directly into elements of the main story such as like the meteor and radon and so on and like there's reason to come back and and see them and you want to see where it all goes it's fucked up how towards the end you have to find a bunch of weird bonfire op menu options to, f to see half the story and i didn't even realize yes. that till afterwards because i found like the first one and then beat the boss and didn't realize i needed to like play the whole zone again checking menus or something i think that i think i missed stuff there or something but like besides that mess like they are like a bunch of characters with motivations and storylines and they're comprehensible and they have through lines and they're mostly emotionally like satisfying in in, in tragic ways because it does not go well for basically anyone uh by the end but Pretty it's like much. and like they even act against each other's interests and so on and you can see that mm -hmm. happening like it's that's interesting and it would be more interesting in a smaller game where you could reasonably see half of it because a bunch of it's secret and missable and like many players will not meet Blythe or Rani the first time the correct way or whatever so like a lot of people just find that location and then they just meet everyone at all at once because Blythe is this obscure thing where you find a really specific location and hear a wolf howl, then go back to an NPC and then he says, oh, you, what you gotta do is you gotta snap your fingers and then you go back to the wolf howl and you snap your fingers and then you're like, hi, I'm Blythe, I want to fight this wolf man or whatever. And you gotta find the place wherever the fuck is the guy that he's hunting for and hope you didn't already fight him to skip the storyline because you could have found him first. And then with like... That's so interesting. And with Ronnie, you have to like go to the first bonfire by with the same merchant once again like this merchant's weirdly important in a way where like i set me up to think the other merchants would have dialogue and they never do ever again uh, they never have any character to them but just the first one does and like you have to like i think you have to go to ronnie's store uh yeah i think you might have to accomplish some kind of milestone early on and then you go to that specific church bonfire with the first merchant that has more personality and you have to be there I at believe... nighttime, and then I think she yes. puts them under a sleeping spell, and then you talk, and then you to meet her, but she lies about who she is. But you meet her as a character in a, like a cutscene, even maybe or something. I don't know. I haven't seen it. And it doesn't like, lie about who she is. She lies about her name, which yeah, is that's irrelevant. what I mean. Yeah, like that's the one where she lies about what her name is, and it's like, but like you can meet both those characters early, and it's like, it's weird missing that, and it's also weird that you can miss the entire storyline of Blythe being imprisoned, like. That you just don't find out, <laughs> like you could just never find out that happened, and by extension, Wait, Blythe was imprisoned. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. When? After you do the Radon Festival and before you end Ronnie's storyline, E.G. imprisons Blythe in the same arena that you fought the first guy with Blythe with, which was also optional. What? So if you go to that specific cell, Blythe is imprisoned there, and he's like, "Help, friend! I, I, I can't! I don't! I, I can't believe he did this to me, or whatever." And then you go talk to Eiji, and he'll explain why he imprisoned Blythe because he's supposed to turn on Rani when she breaks the spell for her freedom, or whatever. Oh, I understood that after like, the fact when he yeah. was talking about it, but, but I he, never like he's, knew that he's he cursed him. because he was created. I think he was created by whatever the fuck is tied to Ronnie's fate and so she's supposed to fulfill yeah. her fate and that forces how he exists or something yes it's really yes. hard to understand not because i think some of the a lot of the Ronnie stuff is actually relatively straightforwardly explained but it's explained one mm -hmm. like one detail comes comes every seven hours so it's so hard to follow through the through line and what yeah. the words mean i got that impression as well i got it, uh, your understanding as well 
Like I both, even by the end, I both didn't really understand what Ronnie's fate was or what her thing was she was going to do instead of her fate. Oh, she didn't <laughs> tell you. Yeah, it's, it's all really hard to, to follow because of how sparsely told it is and so on. But like, yeah, like when you when you're reaching the end of his of of their storyline, uh, Blythe is imprisoned uh, in that cell where you fought uh, in the Ever Jail where you fought the first guy that was like some kind of wolf knight with Blythe, uh, and you can you can choose to let him out or not let him out, and that does not affect the story. No matter what, whether you yeah, let him out or not, he shows up at the tower after Ronnie's finished the story already. He never inter he never gets the chance to interfere or anything, and at that point, you fight him after she's already the story is already over, and then you kill him and get his armor. Like, there's like the hints of branching storylines that suggest that maybe they had more plan once. So like even maybe even the Blythe and Ronnie storylines incomplete. I can't tell. I can't tell nah, which parts are didn't. the storylines being incomplete and which parts are the story are just like. The weird incompleteness of how they tell stories on a regular basis where characters just kind of teleport around and they're just in a different chapter of their lives now all the time but like there's a choice that doesn't do anything <laughs> and that's a little weird yep i never knew that that's interesting i knew i found out from your let's play that you can ask blythe to help you fight that original dude in that particular jail ever jail and and that it was for you it was so easy with Blight's help that I was like, Oh, that's why that guy was so difficult the yeah. first time I beat him. Because I beat him before I even met Blythe. Because when he um, yeah. and so But when you yeah, so when, when you when feed me and him, me, he's like he's hunting that specific guy and then, then he shows up as a summon specifically because mm -hmm. that's yeah, it's like a story thing for him. It's a really difficult fight without Blythe. Uh, it's rough, like that early on and so yeah. on. Also it, it, that, that is took me like an hour. That's also, a, I if that. I remember correctly, that's like a Berserk reference fighting a Berserk reference. Like, uh, mm. I think Blythe fighting the Wolf Knights is like, it's basically Guts with his broadsword being human-ish fighting against Guts in the Berserker armor. Because that's like, now that I'm that far in Berserk, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of the various, like, ever since Dark Souls 3, I think, they've had, like, quote-unquote wolf knights that, like, move unnaturally and weird and on all fours, and they, like, tend to spin and soar through the air and, and like, contort. That's that, that's that's Berserk <laughs> also. That's also, that's another Berserk reference. Yeah. They, they move exactly yeah, like the Berserk bizarre. armor version of Guts. So that fight's really strange because it's two Gutses fighting each other. <laughs> it's a trip. Elden Ring is full mm -hmm. of so much cool shit that it's like it's like game of the year if you could just like run all the good stuff end to end but then there's so much awful <laughs> there's just it's just so long and it's so overtuned and it's just grueling and tiring and there's no yeah there's no pacing to it because of like there there were a lot of like there were a lot of easy boss fights in Dark Souls 1 2 and 3 because like yeah they aren't supposed to all stop you forever. There's some of them are supposed to just, you know, be fun or interesting or weird. And a lot of them are just weird, like the adjudicator or the bed of chaos or like some of those strange, strange boss fights. Some of those are huge misses that needed to be fixed too. like bed of chaos is just kind of torture. But like, but they were Elden Ring has those misses as well. There's yeah. one boss that is an invisible assassin that uh, is um, in a dungeon full of water and you're supposed to look at the footsteps in the water and it's boring and sort of unchallenging and just frustrating because you can't see the enemy. You never saw it, but like... I think there's a trick to see bad. him, but I'm not sure. 
Yeah, you can you can use a torch, but that torch requires thirty intelligence for it to work, as far as I can <laughs> understand it. Because yeah, I, so, I was I was remembering the fact that, like, I forgot which one it was. Because there's also like, the menus in this game are a mess in part because of how much too much everything there is. So it's so hard to even figure out menus to put everything in and sort it all. But like, the game does have uh, there's definitely a uh, whatever the fuck. The, how did you get clues? Oh, you got you buy them from merchants. Yeah, one of the merchant clues explains how to fight mm -hmm. that exact boss fight. Yeah. But also I, those I, are I, like I, really I... strangely placed. So it's like I got a lot of clues after they were relevant already. Like I was late in the game when I realized that you can like teleport through the Laernia of the Lakes. You know, the Laernia of the Lakes, like the teleport gate thing. And that the first gate you oh, teleport yeah. through, you can turn around and walk back that way, and it's like a weird overgrown bridge. And there's a secret merchant yeah. in there, oh, and, he sells, a bunch a of, and he sells a bunch of tips. Yeah. And you're like, that, that would have been that, useful. Uh, those, teleporters, those teleporters trip up a bunch of people. I I, um, I, I really like that that bridge area, that overgrown bridge. It's, really it's a creepy. cool visual and a cool like little thing to run through. The, the a downside of it is the fact that like because the first Visuals. bridge you see is a physical wall that you have to teleport through... It yeah. sets up the idea that you need to use these teleporters to continue, and hiding I, behind one of those teleporters is the only way to f continue the storyline with Shabriri. I'm or pretty not sure Shabriri, they did the it on purpose. The guy that becomes like Shabriri. That. I'm pretty sure they did it on purpose to trip up players like that. It's definitely Why is this not. This game so mean to me. <laughs> That's probably the smartest thing the game did. It's the, it's putting the teleporters just Only in the me place specifically. To make you think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but like in the same area there's this uh there's this um uh you know the walking islands with the bells yeah there's a there's a walking island that forces you to go all around the cliffs and then fall down halfway through the cliffs into like these big tombstones that are never explained um and uh and shoot the skulls with an arrow and it's the most boring part of the game even more boring than the invisible the inv invisible bosses and uh it's just like so, like the reward is you get to duplicate a soul that you're never going to use anyway <laughs> like yeah that area, i think is the at That's the same like, time the worst and the best area. it feels <laughs> weird the that there's it's like the so many area. walking things and they're all dedicated to these the reward is just to duplicate a soul of a super boss dude but the loot is like exclusive enough and awkward enough that you're like, I don't know, maybe I'll need it later. So you save all of those uh, and you don't use I never them for use any. Yeah, yeah, like I don't it use any of them I for didn't. souls because I might need them for an item at some point. Like if I end up needing to change yeah, builds yeah. or who knows what. But yeah. then by the time you're late enough in the game you, that you, you think you know whether or not you need them anymore and you're like, maybe I will use these. Like I had the idea of like, okay, let's get some souls. I'll like, I'll hunt down every uh, walking church thing and but it's I'll, faster to and just I'll duplicate i'll duplicate my most uh my most uh high yield boss soul none of them are high mm. yield it's four thousand. yeah i think the strongest one in the entire yeah. game is forty thousand, and i'm like i take one hundred twenty thousand to level <laughs> like, and these like, are useless. And so fast to, by the end of the game you can get like a hundred thousand souls in 10 minutes no problem like against just killing the, the 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 sort of centipede kind of looking people that throws spell at you, like it's just by the end of the game you're you're basically leveling up leveling up every twenty minutes, 
And because and, and I say that because by the end of the game, it's two hundred thousand souls to level up. If you're like one hundred and seventy, one hundred and eighty, yeah. the game's and such, even a, then such you're a weird mix of good and bad. Ah, like yeah. the meteor beast fighting the meteor beast on the top of the volcano as a capstone to the zone, and you can I fight it, was it on, great. and you can fight it on horseback and everything. Like that's cool. But I then they make great. you fight it him four cool. more times, and all those fights are bad. Yeah. Including the fact, and, the and, and also because of the way was, this game works, I already fought that same boss in the Kaled mine. Yep. And so, the like, first time around. you spoiled the cool boss fight on top of the mountain. That's a capstone to the whole zone. Like, what the fuck? That's yeah. supposed to be a cool moment. And I'm like, I already know what that guy is. <laughs> so that's a good point, actually. Yeah. It. It does spoil the. There's the a, a lot of moments are defeated by the fact that they like recycle those exact enemies over and over again, and you might find the recycled, less cool versions in less cool arenas with less cool buildup first. <laughs> so it's not even mm -hmm. like it's not even like when you fight the Tauros demon, and then later on there's some other Tauros demons, and like they can pretty strongly guarantee that you're gonna fight that Tauros demon first, and then the other Tauros demons later. Therefore, the Taurus demon has the impact that he has. And so when you say the Taurus demon, people remember fighting him on a bridge. They don't like... You say the fucking, like, meteor beast or whatever, I think of the, that mine in Kaled. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you did fight him later on the top of the mountain, which was supposed to be, like, the point of him. <laughs> like, the, the, the memories amb made ambigu ambiguous and messy. They use him again before, like, outside the capital and so on. It's like... There's a couple dude. more places where he shows up. I think I it's just I, just feel, I, I see these as huge mistakes. It's just such just yeah. not it's just these these compromise the impactfulness of several parts of the game. They pad it out forever. There's just so many downsides to this approach. It works for certain bosses though. Like the tree sentinel, I think was a good uh apart from the double tree sentinel that I don't think you ever saw. No, you didn't you didn't fight them. Did you see the two tree sentinels by the capital, Keith? Um you're asking me to remember this game, and that's getting increasingly yeah, hard. No. Uh, I, think you, I think you ran past the Tree Sentinel's you a massively overused boss fight, and it starts to piss me off. Yeah. And by the time you get to the capital, but, you fight another Tree Sentinel every 20 minutes. You're like, okay, guys, I already had to fight one of yeah, these at every tree. <laughs> so and they're like, both, and both. then they're like, here's a Tree Sentinel and a bunch of enemies. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not fighting this one. I'm not fighting this one. I'm running past this guy. The one that's like so in front of a door. <laughs> Both entrances to the capital are guarded by tree sentinels. One of them is the draconic tree sentinel that you fought and killed in one shot. Or one, uh, not one shot, but one try. Uh, and that's the one in the entrance to the oh, north. Wait, are you the talking about the horse guys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh sorry. I'm, I'm saying, I thought you yeah, meant yeah, the, the other tree the sentinels. Yeah. The avatar, tree avatars? The names get or, confusing. Yeah, I was thinking of the asylum yeah, I mean, demon reskin. Yeah, yeah. That one is also very Yeah, Because when you're in the capital, you fight one of those guys. That's that's the one I was talking about, that you fight another one of him every oh, 20 yeah. minutes once you're in the capital. And at one point, they're like, what if, we fight, what if he had a bunch of guards at the same time? Like, fuck you. I'm running past this one. I'm not Did fighting you, this you guy. never found... There's one battle where there's two of them. You you fought them, right? There's one. Which, there's two which of them one? By a tree. The asylum one or the Taurus one? The asylum. Maybe. The, the tree I avatar. I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it's in the snow area. It's easy to miss. There's like I this big tree that doesn't have I anything. I might have. And if you go... I might have literally beat it and forgotten it because this game yeah, falls yeah, out of my brain. Because of course you... Yeah. But the, the entrance to the capitals, the two entrances, the north one has a, the Draconic Tree Sentinel, which I loved. It was amazing. I, I loved it. Um, and then there's the, the, the twin tree sentinels in the south entrance. And they are clearly made for you to summon. And as a single character, you just bollocks fight 
And uh, the bad thing about it, or the, it's, it's good for me, but the bad thing about that fight is that if you sneak up to one of them, because you can, it's open world, you can sneak up to one of them, attack them, the other one doesn't aggro, so you can fight them one at a time and it's totally fine. But I, I like the Tree Sentinels, the horse people, um, because the first time you find them early in the game, like it's a big gauntlet, so you learn that boss very intimately if you want to fight it early on. And so every time it shows up, it's just like easy peasy lemon squeezy. And it's still this big hurrah of, of a fight that can still kill you and will kill you every once in a while. But they keep adding more and more stakes, I feel, the more you fight them. And specifically the Draconic Tree Sentinel that is kind of similar to the Tree Sentinel that was right before Garank that I don't think you ever killed. Um, the, that, uh, that Draconic Tree Sentinel is really fun to fight, I feel. Because it has like the machine gun fireball and just it, it's cool i like that one I, I also find it funny keith that you were afraid of crabs the whole game they made the crabs so much easier in this game and you were like <laughs> no this is terrible no just just attack them it's fine they're 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 easier than wolves it's the worst it's the worst enemy just spooky and they're mad at me and i don't like that vibe also we gotta, we gotta wrap people... this up mm -hmm. we're over time this is your Seventh podcast about Elden Ring. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it next yeah. time. Next week. Let's tune tune in for more. Because Keith will yeah, know. Sorry, I'm just I'm yeah. basically done with it. Like I have finished and ejected it from my mind and have moved on forever. I didn't, I didn't mean to get just put like into a... it this long because I was I'm struggling to remember the game because it's I have I haven't No no it's I have I literally haven't played it for at least three weeks. Uh and then a lot of this stuff happened like months ago in some cases. Yeah, fair, fair. But yeah, yeah it's no, not, that's, that's a totally lot of it's fine. not sticking with me. And I knew I went in knowing uh... that this was going to be a problem. Like I pointed it out immediately. I'm like, this is not a formula that goes to open world. What are we doing here? But anyway, <laughs> see you guys what next time. <laughs> Good night. Go to bed. Bye. Wake up in the morning. Good morning. Go to, go to job. People... Anything you want to do. Happy birthday, People... etc. <laughs> wow. Wow, what a, of July. what a culmination of Got things. all my possibilities. Ha happy you, survi you survived Explosion Day a week ago. <laughs> wow. What? Because <laughs> Explosion Day was a week ago. Who's, who's, oh, 4th of July. I was like, what? Yeah. Who ex who's exploding? What the hope, hell? Hope your dogs are okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.